All right, welcome in to the latest R. Bill Simmons podcast. I am your host, Tribe, and I am here with someone I've been interacting with on Twitter for the past month. Been absolutely loving his tweets. It has been hilarious. You've probably seen plenty of retweets from the comments he's made. We're bringing in Tommy Danger from Twitter. What's going on, man? Glad glad you're here. Tribe, I'm so excited to be here. I've been listening to Corduroy on repeat for the last three hours while posting fake jobs on ZipCurder in preparation for this recording. So let's go. I love it. Um, so now do we, I was looking back on, I think you were the one who found me first. Is this correct in, uh, in, in how we're looking back in this? The, the, that's, there... that's how, I, that's how I remember it. I, uh, I, I think it, it, I don't even remember how you ended up on my screen, but as soon as I saw it, it was love at first sight. So I think it was, um, I, it was an any given Wednesday video where I retweeted the entire, or actually I made a video of the whole video, uh, his ad for it, because it's just a moment in history that I'm just so glad exists that that actually happened. And you wrote in response, BS is the Lin sanity of culture. which I, thought <laughs> I, I actually forgot that I said that. <laughs> nice. So maybe, maybe we could, um, we can explore that, but I, I think we got to hop, hop right in here because clearly you're very familiar with Bill Simmons and the universe. You, um, you know, you, you have really hilarious comments referencing that. So why don't you kind of get into uh, your, you know, your spiritual journey with Bill Simmons? Oh, absolutely. But I have to like just give out a disclaimer. I, I'm, um, I might be the most underqualified guest on your pod. It's only, <laughs> it's only been four years since I've begin to be consistently mindful about the entity that is known as Bill Simmons. But, you know, what I make up, what I lack in a veteran listenership, I will make up with uh, enthusiasm and complete lack of self-awareness. Not because I'm actually autistic in real life, but only as an homage to Bill Simmons. So here we go. Perfect. Channeling Bill with the lack of self-awareness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, my, I, and this was a great exercise in preparation for this recording because it was like, I, I did have to like do a little research, do a little scrolling in my Spotify. Spotify is great because they'll show you if you listen to a certain episode or not. And in, in like, you know, the plethora, the endless scrolling of, you know, podcast archives, such as, you know, anything that Bill Simmons has. But uh, it, for me, the journey is, is focused on 2019. If you're uh, not just a casual fan, you won't remember it at, in detail. But if you're as as weird as you or I, really, 2019 was a really important year because for me, this is what happened. Um, and it, it, it really is an awakening for me. April 2019, Badger Johnson quit as the Lakers GM. Um, now, just that sentence alone just doesn't sound too weird or interesting or fascinating but how he quit was just so bizarre and hilarious like it was just like unfathomable like we you can't like how is someone that prominent with that kind of organization just quit without letting anyone know like like literally in the middle of a post conference he said like yeah i'm not the gm anymore (laughs) you know like we just couldn't believe it i just couldn't believe it and I was just getting used to the idea that LeBron is now a Laker. That's that's the first season he joined. And so fast forward to the offseason, 
of, of the summer of 2019. Uh, in, in the background, these are not transactions or moves that got me rattled. Like Anthony Davis finally getting traded to my Lakers, uh, like and joining LeBron, making the Lakers a contender once again for the first time in almost 10 years. That's very cool, but that's very expected as a spoiled Laker fan. Uh, Kyrie, KD, teaming up and joining the uh, joining the Nets. That's 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 interesting. But okay, moving on. Kemba signed with Boston. Jimmy Butler uh, took his talents to Miami. This all happened within a matter of a day or two of each other. Within you know, once the floodgates opened up a free agent signing in the summer of 2019. Um, but I want to focus in on two things. Um, uh, one was that Kawhi Leonard, this motherfucker, he <laughs> wins it as a rental with Toronto. And then he joins the Clippers with Paul George. Like, as a, as a hardy Lakers fan, like, that's it. That's it right there. Like, the Clippers needed to hoist a banner in their Raptors, in their part of the, at the time, Staples Center. Like, like summer 2019, Kawhi and Paul George signed with the Clippers. That's their banner. You know, like we didn't, we felt bad for Kawhi. Like we weren't like heartbroken or bitter that Kawhi didn't jo- join the Lakers. We're okay. We knew we'd be okay. Like, so you were not scared of that combo because that yeah, got a lot of hype. That got a lot of hype with like a lot of people, mainstream ESPN, the you know, Bill Simmons and all the sports talking heads. But for the true um, bleeding yellow Lakers fans, like, like that's just a bad look on, like, the career of Kawhi. Like, we felt bad for Paul and Paul George. Like, that's not going to be, like, we know deep down. Okay, I can say it safely, retrospective looking back now. But even at that time, we all knew, like, that's just not a good move. Clippers are cursed. It's just not, it's just not going to be there. So, so hold on to that one. And then let's go on to the other one that really put the nail in the coffin for my awakening, which is, it was a year late, but I discovered and went down the rabbit hole of the 2018 Brian Colangelo Twitter gate. Mm. And I read the article that was funny enough is posted on the, the ringer. Um, I, I feel like the journalist's name is Dietrich, Ben Dietrich. I think I got that name right. But yeah, I think that was Apex Mountain for the Ringer as a website. I mean, that, that was that's a, that's such a good Apex Mountain. That was it has to be. That was the it's, one big it, one they got. It has to be, and it was just it is literally Watergate put into 2018, like like modern NBA, like it, but it's also like 30 percent just slapstick comedy like it just it's unfathomable so for me trying to and that deserves like all this i just mentioned in the last five minutes all deserve this is my book of basketball right here 2018 to 2019 is my book of basketball like i could i could write 300 pages on this and my of course most of that will be my emotions about it um but putting those two together and heading into to 2019 2020 regular season what we're now just gonna play basketball like as if nothing happened this is this is not even a circus this is this is 
just a, a, a shit show tragedy. This is a, this is like Armageddon. Like, I just don't understand that. Oh, don't, that's, this is what people mean that you have to be professional as an athlete. Like, like despite all the sideshows that's happening, you just have to keep, you know, you just have to shut up and dribble really. Like I just, and that's when I realized I needed professional help as, as now, no longer the bandaid has been ripped off. I'm no longer a casual basketball fan. That's what I realized I was. I was a, a casual Laker slash NBA fan. I'm no longer a child. I'm a man now. <laughs> I'm I'm heartbroken. I'm mentally in in uh in in dire help. So that's when I turned to the and the Ringer NBA show, and eventually made my way to the Wizard Behind the Curtain which is the entity that is known as Bill Simmons. Wow. I love that origin story because that, that's a fresh one on the pod, I think, because most people that I talk to, tip, typically Bill Simmons fans from, you know, I get, I get plenty of people from the page two era, the columns. I get plenty of people that didn't really read him that much, but started listening to him. A lot of people started in Grantland. Um, that mm-hmm. was a big one. So were you like not aware of Simmons before? Um, were you aware and didn't check him out? Have you read any of his columns? Do you get a kick out of my reviewables? Like what's your what's your pre-29 background with Simmons now that you have listened to him for the last four years? I, I'm enjoying all this as if I'm like uh like a like a medieval, no, like a Roman Empire. Like a like a grad history student doing a thesis in like you know late Roman Empire you know like 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 I was aware of all this happening you know I was you know I, like I was like I in like I think like Grantland started in the mid aughts if I'm not mistaken or early aughts could have been early I think it was more like 2012 yeah 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 so it's like um oh 2012 so it's like I'm like I'm aware of it and I'm also aware of who Bill Simmons is, and he wasn't a cons- like a like a a prominent or a consistent ESPN figure. But I do remember this white guy with the biggest whites in his eyes. Like, like even though he's so positive and he's so confident, but just the whites in his eyes made me think that he was a serial killer. Like this guy's gonna end up in the news someday, killing his wife and his family. Like I, that's just how I think sometimes. But, but, but. uh but yeah, it's like, oh, like I would, I, I think somewhere around, yeah, LeBron's championship with uh, with the Cavs and I think that was 16 or 17, the, the first one, like he, the only one and only one he got with the Cavs. Like I was dumbfounded because, you know, it was impro- the, probably the most improbable, probably the most difficult in my, in my, uh, in my estimate, that was probably the most improbable championship. But he did it. He did it in Game Seven. He beat the seventy-three win uh, Warriors. And even though I was not a LeBron fan, I was not a Cavs fan. I was not an anti-Warriors fan. I was not an anti-Steph. Although I am annoyed by Draymond every now and then. But I needed I needed something even then. So that that night was my first interaction with the podcast. And I look back. I I actually listened to uh, the Ringer NBA game seven reaction to that and that kind of helped me but i wasn't a really a regular sports podcast listener until like fall 2019 heading into 2020 
gotcha. pandemic yeah. shutdown, which helped me a lot to listen to. Yeah. Now, did you sample any other pods or did you immediately say, all right, Simmons is my guy. Um, he's talking NBA MVPs in September. I mean, this this guy's got got the lowdown on the NBA. I, I think that's the level of just uh, unnecessary detail like that that I just was drawn to. Like I may have checked out other platforms, other pods, like, but I, I was immediately drawn to just BS and particularly the the people on the Rigor NBA show. You know, like early on, like I saw Chris Vernon, KOC become the grown men that they are now, you know, like I was listening to them when they announced like, oh, we, we're, we're branding ourselves now as the mismatch. I'm like, oh, that's very cool. That's congratulations. Like to me, to myself, you know, congratulations. That's very nice. And then they, they had their own brandy. They, they got off the Ringer NBA show. They, they had a completely separate channel on Spotify. That was lovely to watch as an early fan of them. And then, of course, like I was completely shocked to find out that Chris Vernon is not black. <laughs> maybe it's just maybe it's me me living in a cultural coastal elite silo who I just didn't realize that Chris Vernon was was just a white guy from Memphis. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right. So now in, in 2023, so you're still listening to Simmons. Um, have have you broadened out the the NBA pod and sports pod in general uh listenership, or is it pretty much you've stuck with Bill? Uh, I, in the last year or so, I've kind of like, uh, been a, had a, had a, had a side, side hoe, side bitch, whatever you mm. want to call it. Or maybe I am the side bitch, uh, <laughs> with the guys at the athletic and the athletic and also part of kind of like their mismatch, which is no dunks. So it's, uh, they, they're, they're fun guys. They're quirky guys. They're, I would call them like, uh. The Coke Zero of of basketball <laughs> podcasts to to Bill Simmons is just straight up you know double IPA is just very very earthy very hearty it's like nine hundred calories in one pint you know like that kind of you know beverage but the, the in the morning when I would wake up a little music a little morning playlist and then straight to the athletic for like 20, 20 30 minutes for my you know like update in the last day so that gets my day going but then in the in the in the more you know middle of the day then i of course i you know with like dealing with food coma after lunch then of course i turn on to bill simmons or anybody on the ring rba show nice all right so i i love this because again like we've had so many different perspectives in the pod but you you're fully coming at this and because we're going to talk about podcasts in general this is this is like this is a podcast show on a podcast about a podcast. Like podcast mm-hmm. inception here, we're going very deep. But I yeah. like this because because your your perspective is purely 2019 to 2023 Ringer Bill Simmons podcasting, which obviously you're following me on Twitter and um I'm doing the podcast talking about these things. From my perspective, that's complete bill simmons post apex mountain not even close to what he what he cashing was. those checks contract year checks. let's go yeah 
he's in he's Bill Simmons expiring contract. It's what I labeled the last pod. And he doesn't write anymore. So like <laughs> my perspective, his takes aren't as fleshed out. I feel like he's hot take artist Bill. Um, but am I still listening? Sure. Now I'm probably not as big of an NBA fan as you are. I'm I'm more football. And then, I mean, do I really mm-hmm. want Bill talking bas- uh, talking baseball if he doesn't follow it? Not really. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, if, if in a perfect world, is Bill Simmons following baseball a little bit lo- a little bit uh, more and he can have either some buddies on and or some baseball writers on? Sure. But I joke that he's now the NBA hole. But it's true. Like his brand, he loves basketball. He wrote the book of basketball. His brand is mostly basketball at least during the season, and then he has his, his Guest the Lines gambling podcast for football with Cousin Sal. So you, you know, talking about Simmons this way, we can really get to the heart of where Bill Simmons in the BS podcast has its place in the broader podcasting ecosystem in 2023, which I think is a really interesting topic to hit on. It is, and to like to talk about the sports media well now sports media is sports podcast like you're not just solely relying on you know the traditional cable tv espn on tv no you're you're on your phone listening to a podcast you're you're on your phone watching clips and reels on instagram or tiktok or youtube and you know you're you're sharing these reels, you're sharing tweets, you're sharing stories from, or or whatever it is to your friends, to your fellow fans. Um, but I think a lot of people, most people, I would say, majority of people, I would say, especially the casual fans, like, and I think I would still consider a lot of people who listen to sports podcasts, they could still be a casual fan. They're just playing this in the background and. To some extent, I might be qualified as still a casual fan in that way, but uh, but I think uh, what listening to you tribe in the recent episode talking about how there are a lot of uh, people commenting on the sub, how they're just griping about Bill Simmons <laughs> yeah. and, his, and his takes, and I was just losing my goddamn mind in the best way possible, like because. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. Um, like they're they're trying to. This is how, this is the BS pod. This is Bill Simmons and versus the rest of the sports land, sports media landscape right now. Uh, you trying to enjoy Bill Simmons straight up, unironically in a in a very linear fanish fashion. You know, a guy puts his earbuds in, turns on the Bill Simmons podcast. And then it's that disgusting meme, the guy taking his headphones off in disgust. Yeah. Like, like, no, that's not how you're supposed to enjoy this. This is <laughs> this is the uh, prototypical, you know, 15-year-old having her his first shot of tequila and throwing up immediately. Like, like, no, like you got it's an acquired like it's an acquired taste and then some. Like the only way really, and I think you fully agree with this is and i immediately caught on is that you have to enjoy or hate you have to love or hate bill simmons ironically (laughs) like you can't this is this is a complete like the hipster meme with and and this is gonna be a foreshadowing one i'm just gonna be explaining memes to everybody here 
this is a complete hipster meme of like wearing a scarf and a tank top in the middle of you know winter like you're doing things ironically you know and you're you have to consume bill simmons content and pretty much the rest of the ringer including rewatchables maybe not so maybe you can listen to it straight up but definitely koc and verno on the mismatch um and maybe some other podcasts out there with with just a glimmer of just mischievous yet still positive satire like you have to understand this is it's a clown show you know life is observed so certain people are even though very hyper successful and they're very charismatic such as bill simmons but you have to hear it with, with like as if like this guy's speaking madness and sometimes he is yeah people that i mean it was so funny to me. So people that listen to Bill Simmons, they know he's an extreme Patriots homer. They know he hates James Harden. <laughs> they know he has defended Daryl Morey for pretty much every single move he's made in 15 years. What did they expect they were going to get from Bill? He was suddenly going to change his opinion? Oh, you know what? Harden, totally in the right here. He, he He's easily should be going to any team he wants to. Daryl's in the wrong. You know, he's my guy, but I, I got to say, he's he's completely out of left field in this one. And did we expect Simmons to be like, you know what? Yeah, the Patriots, they're like the third or second team. See, the, the Bill Simmons, he's going to either go on either extreme where this is one of the extremes, or what Bill will do is if he, if he truly thought the Pats would be mediocre to bad, he would go into the season completely bad mouthing them and claiming, oh, like, oh, they're going to be terrible with Mac. They're going to be five and 12. Belichick should basically retire, which he has said before. Like, he goes back and forth between them. And then, so Bill is setting himself up so that if the Patriots are good, then he can be like, oh, this is an amazing uh, recovery. Belichick still got it. Um, you know, and he, he, he's immediately going to hop back on the bandwagon. But if they're bad, he's going to be like, you know what? I, I called it. I knew they were terrible. I don't even care about them anymore. I don't even care. <laughs> so <laughs> like, you, you, have to, you have to respect either way he goes. I, I was saying on that pod, but it's, it's true. It's like this is – it's so much more enjoyable now if the Patriots get beat knowing that Simmons has, has fallen for them. And I almost wondered in that pod too. I'm almost like is Bill faking his – in, is Bill faking his uh, very positive opinion about the Patriots this season to garner greater interest in the yeah. pod? And then I thought about it for a second. I'm like, you know what? Bill doesn't fucking care about his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like one step too far for him. But like a, a different podcaster might actually do that to get people like me and you more enthused about his podcast. Yeah, Bill, Bill, we we love Bill. We love the entity that is known as Bill Simmons, and he's not that he's not the smartest cookie in the cookie jar. Like he, like he he is a homer. He like he's, and also like, like let me let me take like thirty seconds to rant about to, to call out the the haters here. Like you expect Bill Simmons to be balanced? Like like <laughs> what Bill Simmons should say something like Pat should have. Wild card, the last wild card spot as their goal. That's a reasonable goal. You want, you want like any sports media personality to say that. You want, you want someone like Bill Simmons, a, a giant 
in in this a giant of industry, you know, a, 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 a double, triple master at what he does to say something that nutritional, you know, like, like, no, you are the Karen of sports consumerism. Like you, you are an annoying vegan, impossible to satisfy. You have no soul. You are an NPC. You are beyond salvation. Like, please, please shut your mouth, sit down and just listen. Like, like you're, tr- you're because you're listening to the entity that is known as Billson and straight without any nuance, without any uh, reflection. Um, like you are Bill Simmons listening to Bill Simmons. Like, like come on, like <laughs> you can't do that. Like you, 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 you hate yourself. You obviously hate yourself. Like, please, please be quiet. All right, that, that's the quote of the pod so far. I'm going to have to remember to clip that. That's fantastic. Oh, my God. You're Bill Simmons listening to Bill Simmons. <laughs> I just came up with that on the spot. I just um, It got me so yeah. angry. I was listening to that episode, and you're talking about these gripers. I'm just like, <laughs> dude, this is, this is so – it got me so angry, but it also made me so happy. <laughs> no, me too. But look, and, and it is, in the spirit of being honest, I, I did used to be one of those guys – Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I would go on the sub to gripe and I would say, but you know what it was <laughs> for me? I, I think it was more that I felt like I felt like Bill was demanding to be taken more seriously than the podcast was. And that was annoying <laughs> me. And I did have gripes like and, and we can talk about this in more detail later when we say what makes for a good podcast. But I was getting annoyed at what I thought were bad interviews, including a lot of interruption of the guests. So I would put that in the sub, I'd write that. Um, but, but, but I was griping, I was complaining, but yeah, I, I eventually learned that that is not the way to enjoy it. But in my defense, I will say this, I listened from 2007 through about 2016, completely playing it straight, completely enjoying bill. Yeah. Knowing he's a bit of a Homer, but not, you know, not thinking he's too, too bad. And, and I actually specifically remember listening to a podcast that was it was probably the 2019 or 2020 nfl season that there's something just really struck me about bill where the patriots had had finished or had started the season maybe like two and four or something and he he created this absurd straw man with cousin sal (laughs) that Every single year, the Patriots haters come out of the woodwork and like <laughs> take them down at any step in the regular season, and we got to deal with this all the time. And then Sal's like, "What? What are you talking about? If anything, <laughs> the opposite happens. Everybody goes. Belichick and Brady are just figuring out the start of the season, and they're going to be four and zero in November and four and zero in December, like always." So I remember that that. It, it really pissing me off. So I, I was one of those guys. I was the Bill Simmons listening to Bill Simmons being an NPC. Luckily, that phase has passed me by, and I'm on here talking with another um, Bill, uh, ironic Bill Simmons fan. Which um, and the truth will set you free, baby. <laughs> That's so good. Now, now you have on here as well um, in our in our you know show show uh, conversation back and forth. Um, so you were comparing him to a substitute teacher and cross country coach? Yeah. So I was thinking about, and of course, like unnecessarily. So once again, as a homage to the entity that is known as Bill Simmons. 
But like Bill Simmons reminds me of a substitute teacher slash cross country coach in high school. Like he's not an actual person that I came across in my life. He's kind of like an amalgam of multiple people put together. But he is like, oh, he's like, yeah, it's it's Mr. Simmons. He's he's the uh, cross country coach. And every now and then he comes into like history class, U.S. history. Oh, he's hey, Mr. Simmons. Hey, Coach Simmons. What's up? You're going to be yourself today. Very cool. You know, and then he's going to be like, coming up. We're going to watch a movie. It's called The Last of the Mohicans. Sit down, get comfortable. You know, like like that's how I see him. But within there, there's certain nuggets of truth I realize within this little imaginary picture I drew up for myself is that one, you have to enjoy Bill Simmons occasionally like like a substitute teacher you can't have him every day like having bill simmons every day every morning 8 a.m for your first class of the day it's just too much like listening to him two hours now <laughs> every day it's just too much secondly uh like 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 with like all like with a lot of long distance runners there's something sadistic about, there's something like you enjoy a little bit of self self-torture that you think you find it hilarious, which is like what we're getting at. It's like, no, you have to see and consume things ironically, like in spite of it. Like, so it's like, yeah, in spite of like running sucks, but once you get over that, you know, once you get over the fear of being in a roller coaster, however, hundred feet high, you will start enjoying in spite of the fear because of the fear. So that's that's kind of the the picture I was I was getting at. Yeah, and I think the 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 trouble that some people get into with Bill is that a big reason why they continue listening to him is that they're just so familiar with him. It's a habit. And then yeah. when it, it's almost like they don't realize that that you don't have to listen to every single podcast. <laughs> And, and you can you can skip sections if you want. So like I'm listening, I'm reading these comments, and people are like, "What? Why is Bill talking about Team USA basketball in August? Are you kidding me?" And I'm like, "Dude, like just don't oh listen to the 20 minutes of the pod. Like I don't, no no one's forcing you to do it. So you you you've lived your life over the past six weeks not listening to Bill Simmons. The pod's two hours long. Skip over the first part." I mean, what are we? What are we doing here? Why? Why are you such hating on it that you have to listen to it and then comment? I mean, I I don't know, man. That just I, it also that was part of the reason why I I feel better about Simmons now is like I just if it if a topic doesn't interest me, I don't listen to it, and that's all right. There there's a lot of podcasts out there. This just goes to show that the miserable state of just rampant like like zero thought consumerism that we're surrounded by because mm, yes i've whether it comes to podcasts i i've done a podcast and you know i've had friends be like two hours long i don't want to listen to this then don't you don't have to it's cool we can still be friends you know just to, just give me a thumbs up emoji and move on with your life it's cool man or listen to the first 10 minutes if it's not your cup of tea move on it's okay but of course, like people can't handle that. People can't think even with the slight, the slightest level of critical thinking. So it's just like, ugh, come on, guys, you can be better too. 
No, that, that's such a good point. And I'm glad you brought up the NPC meme because I'm very familiar with that. So I'm glad you are too. I mean, we, we live in an NPC culture at this stage of the game. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, we, we have to say it. If you know the meme, great. If you don't know the meme, you probably are an NPC in which <laughs> may, I mean, maybe you probably shouldn't look it up, but like that, that that's totally what it is. And people, people don't think for themselves anymore. They, they have, I, I, I always call it, they have outsourced their critical thinking. Yep. So somebody else is making those decisions for them. You can, you can, you can do whatever you want to do. So what I like doing when I like, when I listen to Bill Simmons is, okay, I'm going to listen to Bill Simmons for content for my Bill Simmons podcast. <laughs> All right. Like I'm, that, I'm doing something productive listening to Bill Simmons. Are you really being productive listening to half an hour of Bill Simmons content you think is terrible and then complaining about it all, all day in the sub? Now, I, I used again, I used to do some of that, but at least like if you're complaining about it, make it funny. You're, you're, you're in the meme culture. I'm in the meme culture. A tribe I spoke, post a lot of memes on the Bill Simmons subreddit. That's fun. And it's like that's, that's also part of the enjoyment is, okay, so mm -hmm. if I'm listening – if I know that there's an Arbil Simmons community with 50,000 50, people now, it's, it's ridiculous. It's so big. It's crazy. Um, and I can listen to a pod, and I, I know I can make memes for it. I can listen to the pod. Now I know I can clip uh, videos of it and put on Twitter. Like that, that is an enjoyable uh, experience for me because now I'm not only – I'm getting enjoyment from listening to the pod in general, and now I'm extending the enjoyment from the content – by basically interacting with the content and thinking creatively about the content to make my own content. Th that's worthwhile time spent. It's not worthwhile time spent to listen to a pod you actively dislike and then aggressively complain about it on the sub and not be funny about it at all or ironic or anything and just actually think that Bill is being completely serious saying the Pats are going to win the AFC East. Like, It's just, uh, oh man, I mean, I mean, you mean you're in the same page here, but it's just funny that there are so many other people. Yeah. I, yeah. What is it? It's just, they're not, they don't know there's an option to do other things. Like I don't, I, like they're just so set in their ways. They feel like they have to keep listening. And it's like, you can't satisfy, satisfy these people because it's like, oh, be reasonable, but also they want a good hot take. Like pick, pick a lane. Like, what do you want? You know, you can't have both a well-balanced hot take. That's oxymoron. That's a contradiction, you know? Like, okay, and let's just say you want a good hot take, right? Like, there are no good hot takes. We're talking about, sport, about sports. One team wins, one team loses. That's it, you know? Like, one team wins a championship, all the others don't, you know? And then we go on to the next season. You know, We do it all over again. So how much nuance do you want to take? How much hot, hot, hot takes do you want, you know? Like, you like. Like you're not even like you're like the anti Goldilocks like you're you're Foldilocks like the like the no hot take will satisfy you like you're you're just like you should like you know move on to something else really if you can if you have even free will you know? which I sometimes doubt people do. See, this is I I love that, and this is why I think you know. So there, there's a so Bill Simmons did his Any Given Wednesday show, right? Total disaster. Mm -hmm. Um, Joe Buck, yeah, it is. It's funny. Joe Buck did a show. I think it, it got Artie Lang went on it, and it got canceled after a season or something. The 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 late nights. Actually, I'll go with this. The late night sports TV show 
is so hard to crack that even Norm Macdonald could not crack it. He was doing a, we- a weekly show for Comedy Central talking about sports, and it, that that was gone. So the ratings must not have been good. I, I think I watched it a few times. Guess it was thought it was funny. Um, Katie Nolan's tried a late night TV show fails, and so so here's the question: It's like why why are these late night talk shows failing when they're talking about sports, but yet obviously you know Bill's Bill's former boss Jimmy Kimmel is on the air all these other guys are on the air and the political shows whether you want i mean they're joking about politics but also the ratings for all of these political news networks the opinion shows at night get really high ratings i mean they make a ton of money for these networks mm-hmm. so like why, why does that work politically in social commentary versus sports i think it's what she said where like sports has set results there's 162 major league baseball games a year there's 82 NBA games. We don't need to debate a lot about sports because the results <laughs> are there for you. Whereas in politics, yeah, like we don't know what's going to happen in politics. You have one basically sporting event every two years if it's presidentials every four years. So there's so much conversation that can be had in the meantime and people are interested in that. But on sports, it's really not the same. So what ends up happening is – Bill's out here and he he likes to think of himself as this guy that I mean what did what did he say for any given Wednesday he's like I want to have I want to do my podcast but on TV that was basically the pitch for any given Wednesday we'll take what people like about my podcast and we'll put on TV Bill the the problem is that people liked it because it was a podcast you listen to it. What did you say at the beginning of the episode? You know, after, after you have lunch, you throw on some Bill Simmons to relax. Like, that's what people do. It's not about, uh, like, a 9 o'clock watching a show and being in the mood for, like, this Bill Simmons podcast on TV. That's not at all we're going for. So I think what, what Bill has slightly misread is that um, – we like his podcast because it's a podcast. And then in terms of the hot take culture, look, we like the hot takes. We're we're down for him. But you don't have to act like you're above Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith. You're referencing the same topics that they reference. So you were doing a a you were essentially doing a parody of a hot take culture show while hating on the hot take culture shows, which I guess it's it's just it's more lack of self-awareness of the guy. I mean, that that's all it is at the end of the day. And we're also talking about Bill Simmons here. Like, Bill Simmons is probably the worst person to do a Bill Simmons show. Like, a TV show with Bill Simmons? Yeah. Can we get a doppelganger? Can we get somebody who's a little softer? Softer on the eyes, softer on the ears, softer in the head? Like, someone, like someone that can, like, kind of get the pop culture, the casual fans to be excited about sports? You know, like, that's, that's what we need. But that's why... Uh, sports late night fails on TV, you know, in a medium as TV, it fails. And it will continue to fail if these studio heads at Netflix and Hulu try to, like, gamble with, like, a, a, once again, another, another any given Wednesday-esque show that's just, like, uh, 30 minutes every episode, every week about what's going on in the world of sports. Like, that's going to fail. That's obviously going to fail. You know, so it's like we, we need someone softer. Like, Bill Simmons is, like, is, is, is basically myth when it comes to sports media consumption, you know? So you need Rachel Maddow's, you need 
Malika Andrews to host that, you know? Like, you can't have Bill Simmons do that. It's too raw. Well, he is awkward on TV. That, that's that's one thing that I, I don't know how he hasn't figured that out. And and I guess, like, I can't – I shouldn't talk too aggressively on this because it's not like I'm on TV doing hits for something. But in 15 years, can, can anyone tell this guy where to put his hands? I mean, it's it's so <laughs> awkward. Um, the the serial, out- serial killer vibes. That's that's what I saw. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it strange? It's 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 very off putting. It's a it visual. Is. It's a visual medium, and he's completely striking out on the visual part. Even though he like in like if he's dressed up nicely and in general like he's an attractive guy to look at. But whatever for whatever reason, the body language like the body language doctor watching any given Wednesday is like jumping out of a seat going, I can't believe it. I'm seeing her. I can't picture Bill Simmons blinking. Like I can't, <laughs> I don't know what that looks point. like. I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. All right. So maybe, so maybe we've, um, anything else on Simmons before we, we pop over to a little bit more of the, the ringer, uh, Actually, we will get we will get a little more Simmons. So you, you were saying you think Bill? I have I have thoughts on this too. So I'm happy to share them after uh, we get your thoughts. You think Bill is a bad CEO? I like this. Uh, so it's it's a little like a conspiracy theory section. Let's let's be let's both be conspiracy theory Bill right now. Uh, one of my it's not really a, a serious conspiracy theory. It's kind of obvious. I feel like. But uh, Bill Simmons is a bad CEO. He uh, he cannot keep good talent around for a long time. Uh, he only hires. He he makes obvious diversity hires when he's forced to. Uh, he he's not really known to make amazing business deals, unlike his contemporaries such as Dave Portnoy, as seen recently. Um, and he talks about yet he he's not good at business deals yet. He always talks about sports transactions all the time and just hypothetical ones in his own head. Um, so yeah, it's uh, and he's well, obviously he lacks a lot of empathy and social uh, social and per- personal awareness. So that's really critical these days as a CEO. So that's that's my little conspiracy theory. Yeah, I I like all of that a lot. The diversity stuff w- was just hilarious because after after the, the 2005 re- redraftables pod went down, a truly sad day. When that happened, I, I think he immediately like had on he immediately had on BLM type guests for like a month straight. And it was like, first of all, we don't like first of all, you didn't need to do that. And it was clearly in response to pressure. But second of all, we're not coming to your podcast for that, bro. Like we people can get that elsewhere. You do sports and pop culture. You are not a critic of society at large. You don't do race unless it gets into sports somehow. And you're not gonna have a an aggressive take on it. I mean, remember when I think what was I forget if Steve Kerr said this, but Bill basically said he was gonna do his research about the China situation, and then never talked about it again. <laughs> so he totally turtled there. And then also Bill Simmons, we're talking about a guy who basically quit Twitter except tweeting out Ringer links for two years after the New York Times called him racist. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he has completely kowtowed to 
these these the the hires and and you can tell now about keeping good talent i think that's a great call as well and obviously we've seen it right the the originally he had political guys on there like the pod save america guys that were gone you've got jj reddick leaving you've got cc bathia leaving you've got a lot of writers on their way out have not thanked bill and it's sort of like what's going on oh that's such a good point you, you had Mark Titus uh, leaving, who a, a guy that Bill quote-unquote discovered. You just had this Roger Sherman guy leave. He's doing a tour of college football stadiums, but yet he couldn't have done that at the ringer. That's odd. So, yeah, Bill, I don't think Bill has done a good job at all of keeping talent. And I'm not sure since Grantland he's actually found that much talent. And I, I forget who I was talking about this with. I think it might have been – I think it was a recent guest where somebody was saying how Portnoy has actually fa- like developed significant talent. Like Call Her Daddy comes out of Barstool, for example, right? Like what is the biggest podcast to come out of the ringer going right now? There, There's not a ton. I mean they have a lot of, I guess, decent to mediocre ones, but not not a ton I would say. Yeah, decent ones right off the top of my head would be like rewatchables, the mismatch. I mean, Ryan Rosillo, but not really. Uh, I'm not sure how that uh, that the the TV digest one they do with Chris Ryan. I don't know how that one's doing, but I can't imagine it's doing amazing. Um, but yeah, that's 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 a good point. And another good point is that uh, I don't know if it's uh, sorry to just keep moving along. I'm just so excited to talk about this. Going back to our point about diversity hires, literally two months, I looked it up, two months after that New York Times article, a scathing article came out, and basically the Twitter mob basically canceled Bill Simmons. Uh, he he uh, just basically went through the, all the in- interns at the Ringer NBA, found a black dude, and got that black dude with Raja Bell and started the real ones. So here's a conspiracy theory. My conspiracy theory is Logan Murdoch, of the real ones podcast is not a real human being that (laughs) motherfucker that motherfucker is not real um he is a complete like bill's like like he's not a good ceo but he's amazing tech investor he must have invested in ai years ago before everyone realized that it would become a thing um logan bergada if you look him up he he's a writer and a podcaster for the ringer before that he was a journalist print journalist, I presume, in, in the Bay Area covering the Warriors. There's nothing else about him. <laughs> I went I went through his Instagram posts. It's just bland travel, food, hanging out posts. This guy is literally like uh, just stock photos put together. Like, of course, there's video uh, podcasts with him and Bill chatting it up about basketballs and being one of the real ones, whatever. But it's just like, no, this guy's fake. It's not real, you know? Like, there's nothing about him. Like, have a scandal. And you're like, Russillo, get drunk one night and end up in jail and have to apologize to everybody. Like, that's a real guy. That's a real one. Ryan Russillo is thousand times more real than Logan Murdoch. That's amazing. Yeah, what is his personality? Because I'm going to be totally honest with you. I don't think I've even listened to Logan on the pod. I might have heard a few minutes here and there, but... I'm looking at Logan now and when he, when he's talked with Bill. So he this is a ringer tweet from June 30th. No, it's it's a complete like okay like 
honored peasant of the court, like come up and speak to the king, kiss the ring. It's 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 like once you have that bias, and I'm I'm completely honest here, it's bias. Once you have that bias, like like you're saying, like okay, diversity hire. This is so horrible, but I can't help but see this. Okay, diversity hire, please. Please continue being my insurance so I don't get canceled in the future. Come up and let's have a chat. Yeah, it's like it's like it's forced. I mean, well, that well that what that reminded me of was I think Duray, who I haven't heard from in a while. I mean, I I'm not traveling in those circles, but the uh, the vest guy, um, he immediately comes on Bill's pod. <laughs> like, bro, like, dude, like, you didn't, you didn't even need to be canceled by the Twitter mob. And I, I gave Bill so much shit for this on the sub. I have so many comments like, Bill Simmons turtled in the corner, cried under his desk, and quit Twitter for two years. Like, I was, I was heavy into hating on Bill after that because I think he handled that so poorly. Yeah. Now, to be fair to Bill, I'm yeah. not in the position that he is. So I don't know if there was extenuating circumstances of uh-huh. if the deal would close. I'm not traveling in rich guy LA circles where maybe they have a different social view than I'm used to. So I don't know exactly, but mm-hmm. yeah, man, like it, it, it's, it seemed pretty fucking pathetic there for like a year, a year plus. Bill Simmons is the uh, prototypical Silicon Valley tech founder who should have <laughs> given up, his leadership executive role to an actual adult in the room, but he never has. Well, he's never had, he's never had to. And and when he's been, when he's been in rooms with adults, he oftentimes does throw temper tantrums. (laughs) (laughs) Because think, think about how he left ESPN. I mean, I, so I'm making fun of this in my faux column uh, channeling page two Bill Simmons taking down Ringer Bill, and which I I love retweeting because I I just well I'm proud of myself right I'm I'm happy mm-hmm. that I'm calm I think it's good but um I I make fun of this because basically I I break down one of the the key reasons when Bill lost it and it was and I I'll never forget this like it's 2015 everybody's loving Grantland like it's if you're into sports and pop culture at all like you're reading Grantland pretty much every day i mean at at least me and my friends were and it was basically if you like you're considering starting a website with with your buddies that do sports or pop culture because of the influence that grandland has like i think i feel like that's how big it was and yet bill is out here complaining to other p other podcasters the recode media guy peter kafka he's complaining that espn is not giving him enough resources they're not funding it. They're not building Grantland an app, which of course l- later on looks dumb because why would you have a, a Grantland app? But whatever. So he's doing all this stuff, and it's like Bill, they're giving you a lot, man. They they gave you free <laughs> reign to to hire a website. It was not inexpensive, I'm sure. You're getting a pretty penny. So it, it's kind of like what what else are the bosses going to do? Like they're giving you all this stuff, and you're still not happy. You were able to run thirty for thirty. And allow, um, you know, any film doc to be made. And yet you're still bad-mouthing your bosses. So, like, the the adults in the room go, you know what? Bill Simmons is not acting like a doll in the room. We got to get him out of here. And then the final thing that killed him is that 
like ESPN, one of the big reasons that they're still making as much money as, as they are is they have Monday Night Football on ESPN. Mm. Like that makes ESPN. Bill is bad mouthing the NFL commissioner. So if I'm ESPN, I'm like, Bill is just not worth the trouble. We're giving him everything. He's still complaining. We're paying him several million a year. Uh, and, and now he's potentially killing our golden goose, the reason that we exist in the first place. We got to get him out. So, like, he, he has not ever really had to be an adult in the room. And, you know, maybe maybe the, the, the ability for him to, to set himself up that way has been a key reason for his success. But that's why I just find it so funny how he's got all these titles on Spotify now. Is he what? What the hell is he even doing at Spotify? I mean, nothing. Absolutely nothing. I, I'm just like every every time in my day job, every time that I have to talk to someone outside of my company that I work for who's not a vice president, I roll my eyes. Like, how come? Like, huh? Why do I have to deal with someone who's not a vice president? Everyone else that I talk to outside of my company is a vice president. There's so many vice presidents out there, and these titles are just thrown around. It, it absolutely doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I, th I think it's a face-saving maneuver because Spotify wants to claim, oh, you know what, we, you know, we bought the Ringer, which we're we're gonna sell to Vox for a million dollars next year. But <laughs> beyond, beyond the Ringer website, we got legendary podcaster mm -hmm. Bill Simmons, mm -hmm. and he and he's an he's an amazing eye for talent. He's a he's a podcast scout. He's this amazing executive, and, and he's gonna take. Spotify podcast, The Promised Land. And it's it was, like, it was, like you could see through this. The only thing yeah. he did was get on a Zoom with Prince Harry, and apparently that went horribly because Prince Harry is not uh, doing a podcast with them anymore. So clearly it did not work. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is just so delicious for me to hear. <laughs> okay, now on, on the NPC and, and all that and diversity hire stuff, so you've got another uh, KOC uh, conspiracy theory. Yeah, let's go down a little KOC rabbit hole here. So uh, my conspiracy theory is KOC is secretly anti-woke. <laughs> uh, this goes back to uh, two major things, one small, one big. Uh, the small one is he, he liked the tweet. I, I had a screenshot, it, but I can't find it. He liked the tweet about back in the, the, the middle of, you know, the NBA season trying to come back with masks and shutdowns and testing and all that. Uh, he liked the tweet about how, like, uh, someone mentioned, you know, like, you know, they're, they're forcing masks on the inside, but not, not on the outside of these arenas or something like, to that extent, right? Something about masks, something very, like, you know, anti-mask kind of deal. And he liked it. He didn't, like, retweet or anything. He just liked it. And someone pointed out that he liked that tweet. So now everyone's like losing their minds like, oh, KOC is, you know, neo-Nazi or whatever like that. Uh, so that's that's actually a small thing. The bigger thing is, you know, him his comment about, you know, fasting is not hard when they were talking. I believe they were talking about a Bill and someone else they were talking about Kyrie, uh, uh, you know, going through Ramadan and just fasting because that's what that's what they do. And uh, <laughs> KOC just having the most left-fielded comment is like, fasting's not that hard. And of course, everyone, you know, the most, I think it's like the, the most top-voted host on the on the sub is the Calvin, Kevin L. Connor. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, that's so someone, which is chef's kiss 
that is Apex Mountain for for the sub for me. Like that's that that little oh my goodness, that that music with the stitching together, with the audio, with the with the graphics, the Cavanaugh comment. Oh, I'm so you so you have seen some of the sub. I, I've done a very light <laughs> research. In my light research, of course, I just hit top all time and I saw that. I'm just like Oh my God, I love I love I already love KOC straight, but I now I love KOC all the more ironically. That was great. Yeah, no, I I would um, you know it's funny because it's it's on Twitter, it's on Arbel Simmons. Whenever he likes a tweet, like you said, and and he's done a few of them. I think the last one. It was something about crime in San Fran. Yeah, I saw that too. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, and people just went crazy over it. <laughs> it's just like, like let's, like, I think people have to realize that this is like not even like you can see far, far, far worse things on the internet than what KOC <laughs> is doing, but yet. KOC simply liking tweets like this, 150 comments in R. Bill Simmons. People love talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I kind of view it as a way for people to express their political thoughts in a forum that they spend time on, which would essentially be replacing political debate in their everyday life. So, like, they've got mm. hot political takes they want to throw down. And if there's an inkling of an opening, on Arbo Simmons, if they can link, if they can link a KOC like to talking about how they love communism, well, damn well they're gonna fucking do it, and they do it on on the sub. I uh, I uh, I may be getting ahead of myself because you know we have a slew of topics to cover here, but one of the my favorite things during the the the, the lockdowns was uh, that got me through the lockdown was um, it was actually on the Ruger Podcast Network. It was. Uh, a podcast about the show The Wire. It was Jamel Hill and Van Lathan. Now, there are a lot of people who hate, hate with such a vigor Jamel Hill because she's just so, just on the on the flip side, she's just so woke or she represents everything that, that's woke and they just can't stand. And she has, you know, the sound bites of her. She has sent a lot of like, just, just off things, right? But for me, it's like I didn't even know that. But I, I listened to that podcast and they did a podcast episode of each TV episode of that show, um, which had like what forty episodes. So that that was just to me that was just great work. It was a solid pot TV podcast, and there, I had no like I had nothing but praise for it. Like I I didn't even know that Jamel Hill was that kind of person. Like okay, but I could compartmentalize it, you know, like so. It doesn't even matter for me because I can think and I can think critically and I could say two things could be true at the same time, but a lot of people can't. Yeah, J- Jamel is, is definitely very hateable, that's for sure. It was <laughs> it was funny uh, seeing her pop up on The Ringer. I mean, that that would have never happened if it were not for that podcast with Ursillo. I mean, let's be yeah. honest. give me a a break i mean give me a freaking break but um and and didn't she i thought she like recently had a podcast deal that was uh not renewed is that ringing a bell to you well 
the absence is the evidence. I don't see her name pop up anywhere. So, I mean, I would like to think that I'm a heavy consumer of all sports media, but I don't, I don't see her name popping up anywhere. So, yeah, J- Jamel Hill seeks new. I'm reading a Hollywood Reporter article. Jamel Hill seeks new home for unbothered podcast. Never heard of this one. Um, as Spotify oh. exclusive deal set to end. So the former spot, the, the former sportcasters deal with Spotify for a two-year-old podcast network, the Unbothered Network, ended in March. I mean, was anybody sounds, listening to this thing? Sounds like she's got to some bother some people. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, I, nice. Yeah. You know what? So to take a br- a, a brief um, deviation from what we're going to talk about in the pod. Dude, you you get you have some absolute bangers on Twitter. I gotta say. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. You, you got you got some total bangers. Um, I like to I like to think that I'm the funniest guy on Twitter with less than 400 followers. Dude, how do you? Yeah, how do you only have 400 followers? Uh, it's not even 400. It's like I think today it's like 382. And the because the other day I was at 380 and I saw that I got two more followers. I think it's just the people I follow, which is people that you retweeted. That's insane. All right, so I I, I love this one. C- correct me if I'm wrong, but I think coming home with cheese fries is better than coming home with pussy. <laughs> and then I, I somewhere down there I said that you will regret both in the morning. <laughs> I, I I went out with some friends, got absolutely hammered. It was a great night. Stopped by my usual place and. I just got fries because that's all I wanted. I don't want anything too crazy. And then I realized, like, I I, I, had, I, I was kicking myself because I wanted fries in my drunken support. I wanted cheese with my fries. And I was like, well, fuck it. I have cheese in the fridge. Just slap a couple on and put it in the microwave for 20 seconds. Now you have cheese fries. And I was just loving myself. That's when I tweeted it before I passed out. I love that. Um, yeah, I so I was a connoisseur of the late night nachos. Mm. That that was my go to. Where um, th- I mean, late night, uh, very very nice buzz, very nice drunk on, but not blacked out, obviously. So kind of that between the two extremes, right? Um, and just having a nice plate of nachos. Ooh, I mean, I man. What beats it? I, I, I know, like, I, it, it can't be beat by anything. That That's why I love that tweet, because it's, it's, it's truth. Like, the jokes have the truth to them, right? And that's what makes them funny. And that's that's what uh, a lot of times, a lot of times, well, maybe just constantly, what what the entity known as Bill Simmons lacks. <laughs> he, like, he, he, he has some bangers that's relatable to pop culture, but I feel like it's so few and far between. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll do one more, and then and then we'll get back to our. Uh, yeah. I'm, no, I'm, I'm very vain. I love attention. So go ahead. We'll, we'll get we'll get back to our regularly scheduled programming. All right. So the uh, the reason I love this is because this liter like I'm not making it up. It literally just happened to me this past weekend. So <laughs> my mom, partially out of boredom, is coming over tomorrow to clean my apartment. So I'll be cleaning my apartment tonight. <laughs> 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 it's so good. I, I love how like like my mother, God bless her, I love her so much. She she basically, you know, uh like uh 
in a very sweet mother motherly way like force herself into a job like she she basically shook me down like a like a mobster would she's like hey uh i'm bored these days why don't i just come over your your apartment and clean it's like oh. yeah and, and i knew immediately what's happening he's like yes i can't say no to that right and she's basically retired and uh so it's like yes and of course you know as any good uh adult asian child would like i have to give her some money you know so it's like okay she she got me there i can't say to that like what am i gonna say no, you can't come <laughs> you just have to come and hang out you can't touch anything no we've we've already been that route we've had fights over that it's just that okay anything i don't uh, anything that i don't want my mom to see in my place i just have to put in a safe space and just deal with it yeah and and my mine when she comes over. I mean, it's the same thing. Um, I mean, like they just—if it's not up to their standard of clean, like they will clean. So I, I have to get it up to. I have to get it in a better place, but I—but it's not even at their their standard. Even after I get it up to a better place, because then they will improve it from there. So it's just. Um, yeah, it's good, and yeah, obviously you've got to. Um, you got to get out the the materials that wouldn't be uh wouldn't be pleasing to the parents. Yeah. Um. Actually, no. Let's bri- briefly, and then we'll, and then we'll get back. Have you have you considered uh like you're writing jokes here? Like, are, are have have you considered a, like a career in joke writing, stand up, like a, a performing stuff like that? Uh, I'm a failed New York City uh, open micer, not even an actual comedian. I've done like a handful of open mics here and, people uh, weren't people weren't get jiving with the humor uh I, it, doing open mics is a completely different beast and i can say okay. so having done it what, a dozen times and it's just like like it's like hats off to to all the comics out there killing it i mean just even to be uh you don't even like to be consistent to be like unbothered so to say but uh to be to be staying at that course and to keep grinding doing open mic almost basically every day that's probably the only way you can get good at it there's no people blowing up in that line of work in that art form just by being a weekend warrior so uh so yeah i, I realized like if i'm going to do this i'm going to do this every day even if not twice a day and uh i'm going to do it for like the rest of my life or i'm not <laughs> or i'm just gonna maybe if i get rich enough i'll buy a comedy club and just be a comedy club owner but uh but yeah it's like uh i i've i've always been funny i mean it's just that i've i've, I'm, I've always also been always been lazy so it's just a, it's not a good combo like uh, so we'll see maybe maybe in my 40s i'll get my act together we'll see what happens so so you're saying that twitter is the perfect outlet for you Twitter and Twitter, I don't know, listen, all those bangers, it comes off when I'm just taking a dump. Like, this is perfect, you know? It's, well, I, it's I will perfect keep, medium. I, I will keep retweeting uh, your tweets. All right, let, let's do one more because I'm just so interested. Please, go ahead. I love all the attention, Tribe. Like, keep going. <laughs> let's do one more. And, and then we will, um, we're segueing into a podcasting conversation at large, um, which will be fun. Okay, so th- this I actually didn't totally get this one. Um, July twenty fifth coming up. Watch me connect this YouTube snack with the super hot Arbel Simmons pod. Time right now is three thirty a.m. The first Pearl Jam, and then I responded, "Wait, what?" 
Um, the, the video, I just watched this before we did the show. How did the fall of um, Constantinople? I even say Constantinople. Oh, I'm not even saying that right. I'm pulling a bill. Constantinople. Constantinople. Whatever it is. Um, how did the fall of that affect LeBron's legacy? So can you can you ex- hashtag explain the tweet? Let's let's get an explanation here. It's it's the perfect high late night high humor. Like it's like uh, like some crazy YouTuber who's probably on our level, if not even more advanced than us. Just understanding the, the complete, you know, irony and idiocy that is LeBron James and sports, you know, fanaticism. <laughs> just like putting two together, history and NBA together. And just saying, you know, like, because people love talking about the legacy of LeBron, the legacy of Jordan, so on and so forth. And just you just put two, two, two things together. And for me, I'm just getting into my, my own weird late night Phil Simmons mode. It's like, coming up, let's talk about. LeBron James and his legacy about, you know, world history, you know, and uh, that was being silly. The the video is very funny, I, I will say. Very funny. I hope you retweet that video. You don't even have to mention me. Just retweet that video. People will get a kick, quick kick out of that. And, um, and you did tweet it at 3.31, so it was, it was a very late night tweet. Yep. <laughs> that was good. All right, yeah, so let's – um. I, I, that was a fun detour because I, I, I need, we needed to, uh, we needed, we needed the palate cleanser before yeah. moving on. So let's let's do this because so we've got a podcast world at large. I, I think to, to intro this before we get deeper into it, I, I think both me and you are, are very interested by just the world of podcasting in general and what we've said and what what I was saying to you earlier uh, when we were chatting back and forth. It's that. There's a podcast about everything nowadays, right? So whatever whatever you want, you can get – there's a podcasting for. It's the same thing as Reddit. So if there's a podcast about everything, there needs to be a podcast about podcasts. What Like what about podcasts? Let's – you know, you can do anything you want to. If you can cover – if Bill Simmons is covering sports – we can cover podcasts like sports. And I and I even said this, or it was my guest who said this on episode 25, which was the four-hour Bill Simmons career retrospective. <laughs> it was like we're we're covering Bill Simmons like Bill Simmons covers sports. Because Bill Simmons is basically like the equivalent of, of a sports team. And I think that was mm. totally, totally right. So in in getting into this, there there's a, there's basically there's there's podcasting people that we want to touch on that will kind of inform and educate uh, the viewers, the listeners about how we feel about pods. And so I wanna I wanna start with with you because you brought her up to me. I had not really seen much of much of her action. Um, I saw it with you and then i went down a little bit of rabbit hole and yes and really you know the internet rabbit hole and i was yes. fascinated by it um so, so bobby altoff um wh- why don't why don't you hop into what you've been um what you've been finding out about her recently what you've been enjoying about her so to paint a paint a picture for those who are you know pleasantly ignorant about this figure known as bobby altoff bobby altoff is this cute you know like uh, round-faced blonde white girl in her 20s who's just in a literally in the last few months just has 
had amazing viral success on her podcast. She's had Drake, Mark Cuban, Tyga, like like it's it's just crazy. Um, and supposedly she she is uh, you know launched her podcast from her her TikTok. So she was a TikToker. Now she has a, she's doing podcasts with like A list celebrities. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's all she is. She's not. There's no slash. The only slash she has is she's a podcaster slash TikToker. Like like a lot of these people. Like like we'll talk about Rogan. Rogan has so many slashes. He, you know, he's a comedian. He was a UFC commenter. He's you know he has a lot of things going for it. But this this young lady is just so simple and straightforward. But it's also there's all a lot of things also frustrating about her, which has probably added to her viral success because there's nothing crazy amazing about her she has some dry witty humor uh it feels like she's playing a character in some way she is and she she sometimes admits she is but uh but besides that besides being a you know somewhat easy on the eyes like there's nothing like very noticeably remarkable about her which is probably driving a lot of people crazy and adding fuel to the fire but uh, but yeah, Bobby Altoff, you can look it up. Um, like, I, some episodes are just too, like, nails to a chalkboard cringy to hear, so I just couldn't get through it. But some were actually pretty good, like her and this comedian named Rick Glassman. I don't even know about this comedian, but that was pretty good. Like, I, I think I actually heard that when she was the guest for Rick Glassman's podcast. And uh, so that was pretty fun. That was that was that was a good listen. Um, not something amazing and mind blowing, but that was pretty entertaining. Um, but yeah, it's just she is exhibit A for how someone in the podcast world can just go zero to hundred in a very short amount of time. Yeah, it's kind of unbelievable. I mean, I I was seeing the the clips of the Drake and her and the birthday thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was. Yeah, because I think what was interesting about it was people didn't know if it was real or not. So that that was interesting. Ex- interesting because then in a podcast with uh, Dave Portnoy of Barstool, when mm. he was yeah. not in character, she said to him that she doesn't want there to be any um, unknowns about it. She is playing a character. Oh, so interesting. She, I missed that part. Yeah, so she so she she told Dave that she is trying to make it seem like she's playing a character. So maybe some of the success is even beyond what she could have thought because she's actually doing the like you know it's almost like Simmons. I'm I'm enjoying Simmons now because of I'm enjoying Simmons unintentionally. Like Bill Simmons was was doing <laughs> on the unintentional comedy skill. Like I'm enjoying his Patriots takes not because they're good takes. But because they're Bill Simmons Smithy saying them, so uh, some of these clips they're funny because I I think I think like you you know what she's doing and she's trying to execute it and some of this stuff she is executing, but yet other people are enjoying her. I, I mean I don't know maybe enjoying is the wrong word maybe maybe mm-hmm. listening maybe, maybe people are just feel like I need to be. Like I, I I need this content because I'm just so curious if it's real or not. Like I'm, and maybe the 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 Rick Glossman interview was an example of that where he does a similar 
show. Yeah. When it was the two of them together, it was like, oh my goodness, what the hell is going on here? Like, is it actually fake? Well, he's saying it's fake, but then is she faking when she's talking about him saying it's fake? And is that fake or is that real? It was, there were so many levels to that one. Yeah, it's like drama slash cringe art. Like, it's it's just like very modern, very meta-modern. It, it reminds me, and it kind of feels like I'm already getting ahead of myself. I have like two, three thoughts just jumbled together right now. But it kind of feels like we as a people have gotten dumber overall because like only a minority of us, which is basically you and me and the people who enjoy, you know, people like Altov, people like Simmons, ironically, uh, like we can see what's going on. We can see the satire that's happening. It's just remarkable and ingenious. Back in the day, there was this uh, person known as Stephen Colbert, <laughs> and he had the Colbert Report, and he was just the best thing there was, and everyone knew what he was doing. He was playing a character. He was chef's kiss once again. He was great. But fast forward to today, like we don't get it. <laughs> you know, A lot of us don't get it, and <laughs> it's kind of sad. Dude, amazing pull with Colbert. He he was so good on that show. Oh my gosh! I mean, talk talk about pure execution. Mm-hmm. Bill Simmons has been on there a couple times. I shared some clips. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the second clip, Bill kind of got the show a little more. Dude, the the first show Bill was on with Colbert. Colbert spun, was spinning circles around that guy. <laughs> Simmons had no clue what he had run into. And he he didn't even he wasn't even in the joke. That was the best part. Didn't get it. <laughs> and and that's what Colbert does. Colbert is kind of the John Jones of what he does. Like you just have the you can be you can have the belt, but you just have no chance against you know Colbert at the time. But now of course he's I feel like he's just a shell of himself. He's a sellout. But but back yeah. then he was he was just just unbeatable. Yeah, I'm. I'm so glad you brought him up because yeah, I, I I was a big uh, Colbert report. I mean, who wasn't right? That that show yeah. was hilarious. My my favorite was always when he, like he'd bring on uh, an author or something. He'd bring on a serious author, and he would just have the best possible quips about whatever the author wrote. Very serious. Like it it was this the more serious the topic, I felt like the better the interview was because he could get that crazy and, and much crazier as opposed to, I remember this, the second time Bill came on his show, Bill kind of knew the deal a little bit more. <laughs> you could tell that Bill, Bill had prepared jokes for the show. So whether he got a writing team for it, you know, what, what, whether he went to Jimmy Kimmel before he went on and got some jokes from him, Adam Carolla, who knows, but, and, and then he, but Bill was trying to deliver the jokes himself wasn't that good you know kind of not great the the audience experience it was better the first time when colbert just crushed him because he and he just, he just had no chance <laughs> classic but yeah colbert now i mean i don't i no, dude, you know you know it's interesting no one has even cared that the late night shows are gone because the writer's strike the only the only uh late night talk show host who saved himself is Conan O'Brien. And like, I don't listen, I don't like intentionally listen to his podcast, but I do see his clips come up like 
just today I saw his podcast clip come up with John Mulaney, and they're just they're just ripping. They're just rawing. It's great. It's like Conan is still Conan. Like he's 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 awesome. John Mulaney's John Mulaney, of course. And I'm just like, okay, Conan one thousand percent did the right thing to minimalize um, and to, to just make a cop podcast and just to have people on and just talk and have fun. Like that's, that's just who he is. And I also heard that I forget which streaming platform, but he's going to have a travel show. Interesting. Yeah. Conan, I I've seen those interviews to the clips. I mean, obviously very smart guy. And actually it almost, it almost makes me think maybe he he was better suited to the podcast format than the late night format, at he's, least he, the previous iteration of Conan before he before he stopped doing the late night show. He he fits well with the podcast forum of medium because I mean he makes jokes about this every now and then. He's an old timey radio guy. That's what he is. He's an old timey radio talk show host. You know, back from like the forties, the pre war. You know, say you. You know that kind of guy. But yeah, no, dude, nobody, nobody cares about these late night shows. Um, and and if you think about, like, did you ever watch the Trevor Noah show after he took over for John Stewart? I try to, I try to like Trevor Noah. God knows, I try to like Trevor Noah. I like John Stewart. I want to see who he picked as a successor. I I wasn't that big of a uh, John Stewart fan, but I cried when I saw his last episode, his Farrah episode. Um, when when before John Stewart left, when John Oliver took over for a little bit, his intros were just hilarious. But uh, but I tried to like Trevor Noah. And I just knew something was off about him. Dude, he he's not he was not funny on the show. Yeah, he would tell jo- he would tell quote jokes that were statements, mm. and the audience laughed because they were told to laugh by. The people that were running the show but it, it was just so unbelievably bad that yeah i watched a few of them never to return because why, why would i now well now he's not now he's not doing the show now he's doing a podcast actually for spotify we'll see if uh it's good or not but un, almost certainly unlikely unlikely it's gonna be all right so th- those those guys now this is this is one lex is it fridman friedman I think it's pronounced Friedman, Lex Friedman. Okay, Lex Friedman. Yeah, it's Friedman, but he doesn't include the E on it for some reason. Yeah. But um, what's your what's your Lex take? So Lex Friedman is this definitely on the spectrum, but also the supposed you know MIT PhD professor researcher guy who talks in a monotone and very slowly but intentionally and has all kinds of people on. Um, you wrote down in our show notes, like he's had Kanye on, of course. Yeah, that, that's probably the one that, that hit it for him. But he's had other, you know, AI researchers. He's had comedians on. So honestly, he had like, you know, uh, poker guys on. So all kinds of people, you know, they, they it, but he, he has like, uh, he's, he's in as a black tie, white shirt, black, black, you know, black suit, that, that guy. And people are just like, as, as you know, they thought that he's the golden boy of Rogan because, you know, he's been on Rogan a few times in the same getup, of course. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, they, they thought that he was kind of like the, the podcast industry plant. 
Um, but uh, because it's like, why do we see him everywhere? Um, but uh, but uh, I, I I liked him for for a little while, but uh, I just was it just he's not he's not Bill Simmonsy enough for me, you know. He's he's very like uh, detailed and 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 very philosophical and almost to a point to his detriment too positive. But he always talks about love, but uh, but yeah, I just wasn't that uh, entertained, so I kind of like walked away from him. I feel like a lot of people feel the same. Like uh, they they may have like watched consecutive, I don't know, 10, 20 episodes like I have. And then I was just like, yeah, this is not doing it for me. Yeah, I feel similarly as you. I don't listen to his podcast, except if there is an interesting guest of the moment. So the the one that I can remember is Yay, of course, during his... Uh, I don't even know what I mean. I guess you could call it. He was in the Tyson zone moment for a while there. <laughs> um, we can we can leave it at that. We don't want to get a ban from yeah. Spotify or anything. Yeah. Um, well, I I have gotten I I, I think um, if you, if you talk about COVID, you can get a COVID label. So yeah, we got yeah, we got to make sure we, yeah not not that we plan to, but um that would yeah. be that would be the one thing beyond this but um mm -hmm. i don't know if, if we talk bill's views on masks or something but, um, mm -hmm. but yeah so i i watched that yay one and then i have watched a few other ones where like i've watched clips of rick rubin or something being on there mm. and my my takeaway is that like I, I i put this in there he's like the extreme autistic version of of joe rogan where i think what i think what makes joe rogan so beloved as a podcaster because ultimately you know whether you love or hate the guy you cannot deny the success that he's had he has mm -hmm. i believe it's the number one by far podcast out there maybe mm -hmm. it's a little bit less uh listened to now because it's spotify exclusive but i mean those joe rogan clips on youtube i mean are you kidding me watched by tens of millions of people so mm -hmm. obviously rog rogan's like the top dog but I think what people like about Rogan is that he listens, he doesn't yeah. interrupt, and his questions actually are based on what you have said as opposed to what he pre-prepared for the podcast. And I don't know how much prepping he does, but I, I would like to think he has some sort of knowledge about the guest, but it's not like he has a set set of questions to hit. He's not running through the motions. He's actually listening to what the, the guest says and then kind of feeding off that. And that's where I think those pods can get a lot deeper than other pods. Now, that's also with Joe's sort of a view of the world. He can get deeper that way, too. So I say that all about Rogan to contrast it with Lex Friedman, where he he is doing a a version of Rogan, but... Ah. I, but I think instead what he's doing is he is like needling and peppering the guest with question after question after question. So where Joe Rogan will ask a guest one question, the guest talks for 20 minutes, asks him another one. You could have three questions in an hour and you really get the guest – like you get what the guest wants to talk about. They're in a nice place of mind. They're going deep. They're having a good time. What Lex, I think, does is he makes the guest like a twinge uncomfortable because he's constantly 
asking them questions, asking them questions, maybe uncomfortable questions. And so it's, it is leading to interesting content, sure, but I think it's a more uncomfortable and not as pleasing experience for people, which is why people like you listened to some shows and stopped. And people like me, I, I listened to the Yay one. Again, listen to a few clips, just don't have any interest in listening to them going forward. Yeah, I think uh, to wrap up Friedman, uh, I think Friedman is interrogating his guests. As a yeah, good like, good call, good call. Rogan is just hanging out with them. Yeah, you said what I wanted to say, what I was saying, and, and very succinctly, good call. And some interrogations, some, some podcast episodes uh, are very fascinating because, you know, he has some very obvious top subject matter experts on his show. And it's fascinating to see what their world is in, what, how they see things. Other times, like, like the one with the aid, he's just straight up interrogating. Him. Now, why do you think Lex kind of shot out of a cannon? It's kind of the same thing with Bobby too. Mm-hmm. These podcasters come out of the fucking woodwork. Dude. Like what the hell is going on here? How can the R. Bill Simmons podcast get this level of trajectory? Come on. Uh, maybe you get Sydney Sweeney on as a guest. I don't know what to say, man. (laughs) You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get something easy on the eyes too. Not just the ears. God, Sydney, man, Bill, Bill, I, I, I'm making fun of a lot of Bill takes, but he's not wrong about Sydney. (laughs) (laughs) She's definitely on my Mount Mount Rushmore. (laughs) Oh, it's great. Yeah. She, she's on the Mount Rushmore of having Mount Rushmore's. Um, (laughs) let's do, let's do this. So we had Rogan, um, anything else on, um, Rogan that you want to say? Uh, Rogan is just to, to sum up Roman and Rogan, cause you know, we, we can, we can, you and I can both write a book of podcasts right here, right now. And you know, half of it would be about Rogan, but, uh, Rogan was just, uh, like, like you said, he's, he's, he listens, which is just an amazing skill yep. for, for a medium such as podcasting. Um, and his questions are just like, he's just not tuned out. He's not, it doesn't seem like he has, sometimes he does. I've seen some episodes where he, how he has a, has a slant, has a prejudice, but most times he doesn't, he's really interested in getting to know what the other person's thinking and feeling. And also like overall, he likes to have a good time and hang out with people. And then the best part for me, at least is like having people on who are just not in that role. Just like, hey, you want to see two gorillas fight? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> just like blowing their minds about this stupid YouTube clip of like two, like a grizzly bear ripping the head off of a of a like what, another poor animal. Like <laughs> it's just the best thing. And that's of course that's a that's a prototypical meme format. But uh, but I think overall Rogan deserves every penny he's earned, all the success he's had because he's just a remarkable human being. He has just amazing listening, interviewing, conversation, even empathy as a skill. So, and he has definitely very interesting lanes of subject matter expertise. And it's funny because I still talk to, so I still like tweet with some of the these actual legit comedians that I used to rub shoulders with open mics. And we say that Joe Rogan's weakest skill is a comic. Like his best skill is obviously being a podcaster. His second best skill is being a UFC commentator. And like, you can even put a few more in between being him being a comedian. 
which is pretty pretty ridiculous to think about. Yeah, he's really found the medium. I don't like the criticism people say, oh, Joe's just dumb, or, you know, why, why is he talking all these conspiracy theories? Well, number one, he, he's not dumb, but sometimes he plays dumber mm. to get to, to move the conversation to what the guest wants to talk about. And why is he talking conspiracy theories? People want to talk about stuff. Why, why is there a conspiracy Bill Simmons? Like, Bill Simmons is one of the top podcasters in the game, and he has a whole nickname about being Conspiracy Bill. So you want to talk about conspiracies, Bill Bill had Joe Rogan on any given Wednesday to talk conspiracies, like, for HBO. So if you're really out here claiming that, like, he's touching the third rail of some content, get over yourself. Who cares? Like, are you, are you, are you serious with yourself? You're really going to be hating on a guy for mildly mildly talking about some content you might feel is a little bit questionable look there's a lot worse content out there everybody all right so if you're if you're if you're getting upset about koc likes <laughs> or hating on joe rogan for existing um there's more serious problems that you should be attending to um and not those now let me let me ask you this because this was in the sub Eight days ago, I thought it was a very interesting question. Mm. So I want to get your take on it because I think you have interesting thoughts. So what this post in the sub, and this is, I I have here, call her daddy. Mm -hmm. That is a humongous podcast. That has taken off like a a rocket ship. So another one, I think for everybody out there who doesn't know what it is, I mean, it's it's basically just – Actually, this is a common theme now with Bobby Altoff, but it's a mid-20s attractive white woman uh, talking about her sexual escapades, right? Which, look, I mean, people obviously like that. There's a reason Sex in the City was such a big hit. Um, it's an interesting topic. Women like hearing about it. But that has me leading to the sub post where someone a couple days ago, eight days ago, says, why has Bill Simmons never done hot girl content? And so I'll read some of what he said. The Ringer is the only sports media company that doesn't dabble in hot girls talking sports. Can't scroll through Twitter or TikTok without a babe giving out gambling picks these days either. (laughs) (laughs) Do we think Bill is overcompensating for being so horny in the past and now the only dum-dums he employs to talk sports all have to be men? NFL Network had Kay Adams, who just set up a golf match against Paige Sporonic. Apple had Katie Nolan calling baseball games. Uh-huh. Media Times went from being named the hottest student at Yale to talking uh-huh. NFL at ESPN. Barstool seemingly has a hot girl for every sport, giving out picks, analysis, or just being hardcore fans. Just so bizarre, Bill has never gone this route at The Ringer or even Grantland. So the guy says, not here to argue who the hottest is or whatever, just asking why The Ringer is the only sports company in the world that does not partake. So do you have a good theory on why you think Bill Simmons, who famously talked about girls and women in um, kind of a way that you can't in 2023, but did it from 2003 to 2015. Um, why is Bill Simmons not doing hot girl content? I think Bill Simmons is a genius. I think he knows himself and he knows sports culture and especially having a lot of testosterone in the office in the recording studios. He just doesn't want hot girls around he just knows that 
you know, cancel culture. You end up shitting where you eat. Like, you just don't want to deal with that. It's just like, if he doesn't have to make those hires, he doesn't want to. If he is going to make those hires, these girls are like really, really, really smart to a point where they're like, they have to like compromise their attractiveness. So it's like, I think he knows what he's doing, actually. That's my take. Like, like don't have nines and tens doing any kind of contact in the same office. Have like, fives and sixes go on like podcasts with these guys with chris ryan you know i don't i don't know what siri looks like i don't even know how to know and say her name but even just her voice she doesn't sound that attractive (laughs) but she has great basketball takes it's very enjoyable to listen to her whenever i do so so same with mallory rubin and all these uh, like i think maybe uh i don't think she's there there anymore but uh o'shaughnessy is that her name like, uh, like I think she was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like she might have been kind of cute. She's her voice sounds kind of cute, but who knows? But I think Bill Simmons knows what he's doing. Just no, you have an alpha like Ryan Russillo, <laughs> all six foot what nine of him, three hundred pounds of that, you know, Adonis just rumbling around. Like, no, you don't want these petite little girls giving out, you know, betting odds, you know, every day. Like, no, don't deal with that if he doesn't have to. Uh, and, and, and also, it just kind of goes back to be him being a bad CEO. I don't think he would know how to manage that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't think he would. I, that's an interesting point about him. It, it is a lot to manage true, so that makes sense. Yeah, I I think with Bill, you know, I don't know. I don't know if he would like, can you I'm trying to picture like the the I'm trying to picture not not Bobby, but like the call the call her daddy woman, Alex Cooper, I think. Could she be a guest on Bill Simmons's podcast? (sighs) Spotify. So if anything, Bill should be doing crossovers with joe rogan and alex cooper to build the spotify brand but i see i see the ringer i want the ringer i see spotify as not as one coherent company but more like an affiliation like it's um, ex- excuse me sir bill is head of podcast monetization <laughs> but so bill simmons head of podcast monetization can't get uh alex cooper on a show it, it's kind of like I have, I have to like call back to the sopranos it's like Oh, just because you're an Italian mob just doesn't mean you always you're always like very chummy with another Italian mob. You know, like you don't you can't lump them all together. Yes, they're all Italian mobs, but they're different families. Yeah, but I still, yeah. I although I I think what the I think the real reason why why Bill couldn't or hasn't done the crossover. So so Bill versus Rogan, I think. If if Joe Rogan went on Bill's podcast, I think it's doable, right? Because he went on any given Wednesday. Oof, the, it would be it would be every okay. little tribe, every little hair that I have in my body standing up right now. This is so weird. You would you would not want Rogan on Bill's pod? Oh man, I would listen to it just for the sheer bizarreness of it. Well, because I'm trying to figure out what they would talk about. I don't know if Bill could pull it off. I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I think Rogan. Rogan would be himself wherever he goes. 
but I think I think they'll they'll both be weirded out <laughs> eventually. But then, see, then I want to contrast it to if Bill went on Rogan's pod. I I don't think Bill has enough self awareness or wants to go deep enough. It would either be very awkward and not a good listen, or it would end in a total disaster. Yeah, I'm already thinking about what what overlap is there. You know, they could talk about athletes overall, but there's nothing like so Simmons is talking about Jason Tatum and Rogan is talking about John Jones. Like, I, like, like that just doesn't make sense. No, it it wouldn't work. And the, I guess you could. They could maybe talk a little bit of like inside Spotify, but really, Rogan, what is he even doing? He's just doing a licensed deal. And I don't know. I would like to see Rogan back on YouTube so that his clips circulate because I don't, I don't really, yeah. I don't really watch the, and I don't have, I, I don't watch the, the show. So I would want to watch more clips that they were on. But then the other thing I, and I, and I think I'm kind of using Rogan to get at this point is that I don't think Bill, I think he would be awkward with the hot girls. I don't think it would work. I think because for if you were if you're somebody at the ringer, you should be interacting with Bill Simmons, like Chris Ryan, right? He's on rewatchables. Logan Murdoch, if he exists, he's on <laughs> Bill Spot occasionally. So like everybody, every talent at the ringer eventually has to make their way to Bill's pod. But again, like I just don't know how he would do with that. But then that also leads. So this is the this is the question. Then is Bill Simmons discriminating against attractive women in hiring? This is and you know this is the Bill Simmons within me. I'm making it about myself. Like this is this is me trying to figure out the dating landscape in my early 30s. Like I don't know how to date. I'm I'm already a grown man with a grown man's job with grown man bills, and I still don't know how to talk to women in my 30s right but then i had a light bulb moment oh i have to talk about simple things i have to talk about restaurants traveling people but not of course not in a bad way you could just can't talk shit about someone on first date and just funny stories light stories and just that's it you can't think too hard you can't get too intense you know you can't talk too much about yourself kind of you gotta like like kind of like bring down the bill simmons part of you kind of bring up the rogan part of you where you're just hanging out having a conversation not taking yourself too seriously and then you know an hour 30 two hours in if you're not feeling it you're not having fun you just call it a night that's all it is but that i only discovered that you know late 30s if at that you know so it's like Bill Simmons is not there. He's he's that guy. He's me, just struggling, sweating bullets on a date. If he had a hot girl, if he had, let's say, Sydney Sweeney is a podcaster. He had her on his BS pod. He's just sweating bullets and trying to talk about like, you know, pop culture and acting in Hollywood. But there's only so much you can say on air, you know. So it's like, yeah, has Sydney Sweeney been in a boston-based movie yet probably not you know so what is there for them to talk about what's the overlap probably not much you know see we we are giving out dating advice on the Arville simmons podcast we we can now file this podcast under dating 
because <laughs> we we just gave a fucking life lesson to all <laughs> the young lads out there. You know, life advice. If you're listening at young twenties, I mean, be be more Rogan and less Simmons, and y- the you're gonna get cheese fries and pussy if you listen <laughs> to this advice. You're gonna get both because that is incredible. Uh, I, I want the listeners once they use this advice to get laid right in to the podcast, tweet us, give us a shout um, because we we're all rooting for, for everyone out there, but no, that's so good. And, and that also that makes me think, um, Oh shit. Oh yeah. That makes me think of the, you, you talked about like sweating, like Bill Simmons sweating bullets. Did you listen to the Bill Simmons, uh, Jennifer Lawrence rewatchables? I have not. Okay. So doesn't doesn't matter. I'll talk about it briefly. But this was the most hated on episode of the rewatchables in the subreddit history. People just were dying at this. Like they couldn't believe that Bill fucked it up. And basically what Bill did is Jennifer Lawrence had an hour of time, came on to do rewatchables for Dumb and Dumber. And Bill Simmons, he likes his wonky categories. You know, he's he he does these two-hour podcasts for with Chris Ryan and Sean Fennessy. So, dude, he was doing exactly what you were saying a Bill Simmons would do in a first date, and why like I've been in this uh, situation before too. You've been in a situation. Bill is fucking sweating bullets, like intro like he's talking way too much. He's introducing her to all these high concept ideas of what a rewatchable should be like the Dion waiters award or who won the movie or most rewatchable scene. Like bro, just fucking chillax. And just because you do rewatchables a certain way, like just because you talk about movies a certain way with Sean Fennessy and Chris Ryan does not mean that when you have Jennifer Lawrence in the podcast, who, who you don't talk to on a normal basis, and she only has one hour and doesn't know the categories. You can change a little bit, Bill. You can have a little oh, bit of a different rewatchables episode than what you usually do. But no, he Bill Simmons did. It was absolutely awful. <laughs> I'm trying to have people on the pod to talk about that specific episode, do you listenables, because it was that bad. But that just goes to show you, yes, like to to, to be successful, you have to go Rogan style. Oh my god, that is so good! I'm so listening to that uh, as soon as I can. Uh, that's that's so good because, I mean, like you don't even have to go as far as Hollywood A-listers like Jennifer Lawrence. Like people, even in different jobs, people in even your own coworkers, like you know, like like I I used to be a, a realtor. I used to be a real estate agent for a little bit. Just that mentality. How you approach your job day to day and how you see everyone literally everyone on the street could be a potential client so you just see the world differently and it's just like it's not even a drastic change like so it's like so you, you take that concept and slap it on to having someone like jennifer jennifer goddamn lawrence on your on your rewatchable you change the whole goddamn show you yeah. know just just for her and just for like like make it super spoon feedy super handholdy just the whole time super you know kids gloves and just let like i think it's rule number one of 
48 laws of power. Let the master shine for God's sake, you know, like don't don't try to outshine the master here. Don't try to outshine Jennifer fucking Lawrence. Come on, Bill. But like we could say that because we one thousand percent enjoy like his little blip, his little downfall there. <laughs> yeah. I it was very cringe to listen to and I, I, I had not planned on listening to it, but the out the reaction from the sub was so intense. I said I, I <laughs> and it and it was it was well worth it. Now, now let's um I, I want to hit on this for a second. I was listening to I went through your Twitter and I I saw some clips. You were you were a little bit uh, annoyed about film nerd Twitter um, in a podcast podcast clip from a while ago. So I wanted to touch on that with, with the context of film nerd Twitter makes its way into uh, the Bill Simmons subreddit sometimes because mm. watchables is so like people fucking devour these shows, which I still don't get. I don't understand why you wouldn't just watch the movie, but whatever um, people love rewatchables and the way that we were talking about earlier in the episode, like laughing at people taking uh, Bill too seriously on sports, F- film their Twitter takes Bill Simmons seriously on movies. Th- this is a- like these people, they only know Bill as, as the wonky rewatchables guy. They don't even know that he had this like sports media empire and is this legendary guy. They only know him as like, why is this host not even understand movies? And he's on this podcast and it gets in. But that just that's an example of like film nerd Twitter not having I guess not having the self awareness that Bill has, but like they're they're just a, a a little bit I'm looking for the right word, but I don't know, you want you want to expand on your um your film nerd Twitter take? So this is this is the world that I see and I'm only speaking as like a film youtube film podcast consumer like that's 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 where i'm at Uh, i would say that i'm maybe close to equal about it in terms of my consumption um budget so to say for for sports versus uh, film slash tv um so that's my credentials uh film film twitter is just millions of little bill simmons out there like they're they're not to be fucked with like this it is it is like like QAnon for film like you can't mess with them don't don't even touch that um and we're talking about film here it's not sports film is not binary it's not like they win or lose it can go 10 different directions i'm not going to name which movie it is but it's a movie out right now on on, IM, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's 95% rating, which is very, very high. On IMDb, it's 7.3 out of 10, which is kind of mediocre, actually solidly mediocre. So what it, what gives? What's, what's that delta? Explain that delta, but that's what film is. Like, like I, it's just inexplainable. You just have to uh, accept it for what it is. And uh, like for, for film, film Twitter, film Reddit people, that mob, um, that lunacy to get into rewatchables because rewatchables is it's not just basketball people trying to get in, trying to like enjoy movies and talk about movies. It's just uh, 
just the quirky categorizations, quirky comparisons, and it's it's very pop culture. It's very easily, you know, unironically enjoyable. You can you can enjoy it straight, just like I'm drinking scotch and neat right now. You can enjoy it straight. It doesn't have to be bottled with sugar and syrups and whatnot, juices and whatnot, which is why it is just has gotten all, like all the success it has in the last couple of years. Um and. Film Twitter, film Reddit, like everyone's losing their goddamn mind because you're just missing the point. You're, like that's what film Twitter is. It's always you're missing the point of it. What's the point? <laughs> and it's something bizarre, something inane, something stupid. So, like, in my in my uh, short-lived podcast career, I had a comedian on. He he said the best thing: just go watch a movie, and then once you're done, don't think about it. <laughs> you know, don't <laughs> listen to podcasts. Don't watch a YouTube video breaking down the movie. You know. Don't do it. Don't don't ruin it. After you know, like the saying goes, if you want to ruin a joke, break it down, explain it. You know, like that's 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 the point of it. You know, like we, you and I, and people of the like mind. You know, the, the super elites of this world in terms of you know Bill Simmons pod and what r r slash Bill Simmons. Uh, like we we enjoy doing this. We're doing this for the right reasons. But there are a lot of people, maybe maybe within the film Twitter, probably most of actually. They're, they all just hate themselves. They cry themselves to bed. You know, they they're they don't know what they're doing. They don't know up is down, left is right. They they don't know what's up. But it's not a mob to be messed with once again. So that's why they they they're just pulling all what hair is left on top of their heads at, at the success of just the simplicity of of rewatchables. And it's like, no, you can't do that. No, but you know. Bill Simmons is going to be doing Bill Simmons, and I think like, <laughs> straight or ironically, that's great. I love listening to rewatchables, and sometimes I'll listen to an episode of which it's based on a movie I haven't even watched yet, and it's fun. I like Okay, so this is interesting because I do not listen to rewatchables. So you are. It sounds like you're. You're obviously listening more for the fun of it, but. He, but here's my here's been my issue with it, and maybe you have experienced this, and you're okay with it or not. Doesn't Bill Simmons not understand a lot of the movies? Like he like he's missing key plot points of movies. He's uh, plot is not an important thing for Bill Simmons. <laughs> no, he he does not. He sees the forest for not even for the trees, but for just a minutia, just a, a single-celled organism here and there within this, you know, 100-acre batch of, you know, forestry. <laughs> so you have to take that. <laughs> you know, like, character development, that's not important, you know? Like, you know, like, foreshadowing these, like, classic literary tools, these, these symbolism, these are not important for him, <laughs> you know? <laughs> He's... He's like he. All he cares is like, you know, would it be better if, if you know Matt Damon played it? You know, like that's all he cares for. Yeah, Sid, Sydney Sweeney recasting Couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Let's um. Let's let's do this. Let's. So you listen. You, you're semi familiar with part of my take. Is that fair? No, not really. I mean, literally, as I I I suggested to you. That we talk about podcasts at large, and then I realized, wait, I don't think I listen to that many different podcasts. I'm kind of like, 
put myself digging my own grave here. So like you <laughs> were texting each other, and I think we both started listening to part of my take on on Barstool, like for the first time for both of us, perhaps. And yeah, I literally in the last two days I listened to two different episodes. Okay, nice. So so what what was your impression of them versus Simmons? Okay, so this is this is I I think you'll like this analogy. Uh, part of my take, if part of my take, the podcast was um, was was a was a high school student athlete, just as <laughs> if if the Bill Simmons if Bill Simmons was a high school student athlete, and you can come up with any any three sport combination to, regardless of season, throw away the seasons, right? So part of my take. If that was a high school student athlete, number one, he'd be playing football, of course. Uh, just just loving football. Just can't get enough of football, right? Number two, sport, maybe wrestling, I would say. Uh, uh, number three is probably baseball, just because it's still very jockey. It's probably something playing something very low skill, required like left field or catcher or something like that. If Bill Simmons was a high school student athlete playing three sports his would be number one basketball of course number two be cross country number three be tennis like something like like all like finesse based sports you know like less the less physical contact there is the better you know the less brory in the locker room the better you know so bill simmons pod part of my take these are two and overall actually the Rare Podcast Network and Barstool, overall, they're just yin and yang. They can't be any more different. Yeah, <laughs> that's, I'm just thinking through that analogy. Yeah, because I think with, with PMT, it's sort of like they – there may be more uh, – maybe formulaic isn't right, but mm, yeah, I mean they, they sort of have their – they they have their setup of, of what they do. I think Bill's more free flowing in that. Like he'll talk about the NBA, but he just sort of like we'll talk about the NBA and the, and him and Rosilla will talk for two hours about the NBA. Part of my take has got all these segments and all this stuff, and yeah. <laughs> Bill's not as, as big in that. Part of my take to me feels more like a. I don't know which one it is. It's it's either a comedy podcast doing. Actually, I'll say this. PFT commenter, I think, is a comedian that jokes about sports. Maybe Big Cat is more like a, a sports fan who is funny, and then I'd put Bill as like a number three of a of a very intense sports fan who can occasionally be funny in podcast form. Could be funnier in writing, but in podcast form, not really that funny. So that's maybe where the difference of the vibe is of the show because. When the PMT guys have guests on, I feel like they're bringing in, they're trying to get a different side of the guests, make the guests laugh, have a little bit of a different perspective than you would get. Whereas Bill would just play the interview totally straight. Um, and I just think that's not as, it's interesting. So I think if, if you're a guest, like the, the part of my take guys, they will be more entertaining if a guest is coming on than what Bill would be. But I think people will stick with Bill if they're really NBA heads and want that content. Yeah, one one thousand percent. Because, like, and forgive me if for the listeners, if you're like a real like part of my take slash barstool. Nah, nah, fuck those part of my take listeners. <laughs> okay, okay, 
<laughs> suck, no, a lot of people both. listen to both. Yeah, suck our, suck our both our ironic dicks here, right? Yeah. But uh, no, it's like they do the two-minute NFL drill in character as Chris Berman. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just the most bizarre thing. I'm not a football guy. I'm barely a fantasy football guy. I don't have an NFL team. I just watch the occasional game. I'll watch the Super Bowl just because I am a sports guy you know, overall, but NFL is not really my thing. So it's just I'm a foreigner in a foreigner land when I'm listening to the podcast, like part of my take is just like, okay, so this is, this is different. This is strange. This is weird. And, and it's just like, it's that mentality. Maybe I kind of am more like a, a basketball cross country tennis kind of guy. I like Bill Simmons. I'm not so much of a football wrestling baseball guy, even though I like to think of myself as kind of an all sports kind of guy, but but yeah, it is very segmenty, and it is kind of like, um, like fratty, brory locker room humor approach to uh, sports media. Yeah, I the the feedback that I've gotten, and I I did the same thing. A lot of people, they will listen to it to start. They will have they'll they'll like it at first. It'll be funny, but it but it wears thin on you, and then by. <laughs> By two, three, four months, they're, they're out on it and they'll listen. Because <laughs> it's kind maybe, of the same. It's 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 a similar type of humor. And doing. maybe you know, like let's talk about you know we were giving out dating advice. Let's talk about you know uh, business principles here. Let's do a little MBA course. Maybe part of my take is the Barstool's flagship. You know, like maybe it's the the entry, or maybe it's not the flagship. Maybe it's the the entry level product just to get you hooked on it. And then after three or four months, you're getting tired of it. You move on to something a little bit more nuanced, whatever it is in their roster. That's a good point. Although I do hear a lot of people, they, there's a lot of people on the Simmons subreddit, at least they're like, yeah, I'm not a barstool guy, but, but I listen to part of my tape. It's almost a meme now that people think that way. Interesting. Yeah. It's funny. Um, Podcast mob families. What what was your uh, thinking there? Uh, it's it's interesting to think that, and then I was just kind of like hinting at this before. It's interesting to think that you know, like, it, no one really talks about it, but it, it is kind of in the subtext. It's kind of applied, like, you know, like there's obvious strong you know borders delineation and affiliations and employment really with people at Barstool, with people at the Renner. But then there's like much more loosely organized affiliations, like everyone who, who's, uh, you know, who's been on Rogan multiple times, like the comics he has, the, the MMA people he has, the, the conspiracy heads he has, so on and so forth. Uh, and it's like, it's, it's, and it's kind of clear, like, and we were just talking about this, there's not much crossover. That's not that much like no one really kind of goes to the other side. So it, it kind of does feel like I am watching a real life enactment of the Sopranos here. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean I, there should be crossover. Like Bill, I, like Bill should be going on Rogan. Should be going a part of my take. Did you catch that there was actually some discussion of this in a Rosillo podcast recently? No. What was it about? Yeah, so Rosillo, he said that so, – so he did a listener uh, feedback show, and the second question he answered was, 
would Bill ever go on part of my take or vice versa? And Rosillo said that there were at one point all four of them, so him, the two part of my take guys, and Bill were supposed to be on a pod together, but it fizzled out and nothing's been talked about since. He also said there's some ego involved because Dave Portnoy Barstool does not like Bill. Bill does not like Dave. Dave thinks Bill um, basically ignored him and big-timed him. On the way up, Portnoy reached out, and Bill you know, totally didn't, didn't, uh, didn't give him the time of day. Bill, and this is from Ryan's perspective, Bill wasn't giving anybody the time of day because he was up and coming himself, and he didn't see a need to be interacting with a guy like Dave and so there's always been this sort of rivalry between the guys. And then that would come down to, okay, well, who, you know, which is which? Like, is it Bill, Bill going on their podcast? Is it them going on his? Those guys are making fun of Bill a lot, so would they make fun of him to his face? Um, I, I think what they should do, if they did end up being all four of them together, they should do a three-part podcast you do one on PMT, you do one on the BS pod, and then the third one you do on Rosillo's pod, and you bring in Portnoy as well, and you have a five-way conversation. To totally really solves it. I, 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 I will – okay, go ahead and finish your thought. No, no, but I, it, it's just um, – it, it's a way of – like it's the mob family. Like it wouldn't happen because it is the mob family. Like that, <laughs> that's why it wouldn't happen. 1,000%. It's not never going to happen, but it's fun to think about. And I, I would double, triple down on this. Let's make it like, you know, WWE, WrestleMania, like once a year, like live show, like get get these podcasts, you know, together, mob families together, and just, you know, let's bash it out and let's shit talk to each other. It's the purge. Everything, anything goes, you know, like, you know, like, Let's see what happens, you know, like maybe it'll be be like, you know, hooligans and Premier League fans where fans start fighting over each other as well. You know, <laughs> that would be a, a, just a magnificent, chaotic world to live in if that were ever to happen. I, I think Bill would uh, would act like he's too cool for it. He wouldn't do it. That's too low for him. Bill Bill's yeah. doing his own thing. Bill, Bill is cashing those checks. He's. Expiring contract. He, he's, he's, uh, and, and forgive me, but I'm just going to go into this quick analogy. He is, he is, uh, speaking of film Twitter, he is, uh, Martin Scorsese. I just cannot forgive him for The Irishman. I cannot believe I watched that whole damn movie, um, for in, in separate sittings, too. I couldn't watch three and a half hours straight. Forgive me, film Twitter. But, uh, it was just a disaster of a movie, let alone a Scorsese movie. And that's where uh, Bill Simmons is. He's just, he's, he's not phony in it, definitely, but he's just on autopilot, you know, like, like you said, he's not writing anymore, seriously. And why should he, you know, he's, he's, he's made his money. He's, he's, and he's just, you know, investing in peace for whatever deal he has for the remainder of the Spotify, but good for him. You know, he's a dad and he sounds like a great dad and yeah. We love him, straight or ironically. So, more power to him. Like, don't be bothered. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. 
All right, a, a couple palate cleansers before moving on to um, what <laughs> makes a good podcast. So, because I, I was thinking about this because um, you you referenced the Irishman and you tweeted that at me. Um, so, so looking at a couple of, of of your of your tweets here. So, so this was interesting for the audience that Bill's Bill claims that he didn't get laid in college because people were too worried about AIDS in the 90s which i don't know i don't really know if we should be buying that or not <laughs> this is, i don't know I, mean, like, I think people were still having sex in that age range like people there were babies being born in that age range so <laughs> clearly um aids did not prevent everyone from having sex so I think Bill might be a little bit misplaced here, but you know, so, so I was on Twitter and we were having a back and forth. Um, and then I, I commented on something. So, Oh yeah. So one guy comments, he says, I was in college in the nineties. The issue, the issue was not AIDS, but more girls were into the grunge look with flannel, um, mm. baggy jeans. And it was, it was not a sexualized time. Like it would be around 2000, Magic Johnson had nothing to do with this. So this is referencing Bill saying that girls were just wearing all these baggy clothes when he was in college. So another, another, I don't know, this is Bill. So then I commented, listener rejects Bill's excuse that he didn't get laid in college because of AIDS making girls less likely to put out. That's what Bill said. So then you responded. <laughs> you responded, I have to side with Bill on this. I didn't get laid my freshman year, first semester, because of Y2K years. Oh, yeah. The world was coming to an end. We actually thought that January 1st, 2000, at midnight, like, all, this, all the traffic lights would stop. Like, the phones would not work. Like, I think half the people actually suspected that would happen. And that's exactly why... I did not like get laid as opposed to, it's not because I would end up just hanging around at the computer lab with other Asian geeks, just making our own stupid computer science CS 101 programs just for fun or just, you know, talking about, you know, the I think fight club that came out. I don't know. Like 1999 was great for, for movies, which Bill has like waxed poetic about endlessly. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's that I, I found that topic, the over under of, of Bill's, you know, Bill's number, Bill's count is just so good. And this is exactly tribe. This is exactly why you were brought on this earth. This is the, 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 <laughs> the reason why you exist to bring this kind of joy to people. To idiots so, um, so you got to give us your take on that. I, I I voted for on your poll. I voted for five to ten um, because, uh, and I think I tweeted this to you. Like not, Bill Joy's nothing more than his own ideas. Like he he he'd rather talk about his own. And sure enough, he he talked about his own ideas more than like you know enjoying the presence of a woman. <laughs> uh, and I think like there are a lot of people. If you just think about it, there are a lot of people who, who are like that who are. You know, we like to joke around and, and some people are autistic, it's autistic, some people are on the spectrum and, you know, but it's like, you no, know, some people are just consumed by certain things and they become 
not just a subject matter expert though just can't just let it go like that's that's just all there is to them you know and once they get to a certain point call it alphaness or whatever once they get to a certain modicum of success and, and social status then then of course the ladies will will come either flock or one by one or however but but yeah it's <laughs> bill simmons talk, like talking about of course like like any any era he'll find an excuse if he was born later or earlier you know oh it was a cold war we didn't have sex during the cold war you know like you know, Cuba was going to get, we're going to nuke us, you know, in the 60s, you know, so, so, like, I could see him doing that in area, any era, any generation. Yeah. All right, yeah, so I, I was five and a half, so I, I agree with you. Now, do you, I, I'm not married, so I, I can't say I have what I talked about on a previous podcast, because I, I was, I was doing the three men weave with two married guys, and they were saying that Okay, no, no, the context here is I said there are no Bill Simmons chick stories, okay? There's Bill Simmons porn stories. There's Bill Simmons in Vegas stories. There's yeah. Bill Simmons in, in strip club stories. There's Bill Simmons pulling the goalie on his wife stories, which that's another one. No one knows how he, he pulled that off. And that was – we. I, I brought a woman on to the podcast, and I got a totally different answer than – I thought she she's I didn't know this was a, I didn't know this was a thing. She said that she thought Bill replaced her birth control with pills that looked like birth control that weren't. Oh, my goodness. So that was I, I as a male, I was not thinking from that perspective, but I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. But anyway, um, oh, where is it going with this shit? It's been like. Uh, oh no! What, what was I saying? What was I saying? This is great radio. Um, oh, I was saying yeah. So the 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 married guys were like, oh well, the reason that Bill doesn't share any any girl stories is that he's married now. So that's off. Limits. Yes, I remember listening to that part. Yeah. So okay. So now, do you agree with that or not? Because I again, I'm not married, so I don't ha- I don't have the perspective those guys do, but. You're telling me Bill Simmons, raunchy Bill Simmons from the mid-2000s can't talk about some chick exploitations? Uh, who are we kidding here? Uh, I, I, I see where Bill Simmons is coming from that. Uh, it's, just, it's just a simpler life as a married man. It's, it's just like he is... Like that's his, like he is paying, not only has he bought insurance, he's like having additional insurance and reinsurance. My first job was as an insurance. So it's like, he, he has like, like all kinds of liability coverage on that. That's, that's what he's doing. Like he's just, just, I think somewhere in his, when he was younger and building his career, maybe something must've happened. Some, a light bulb must've went off. It's like, I'm just never going to talk about that part of my life, that facet of my life. You know, like, and, and I see it in certain people that I follow. Um, one example that this guy I used to love so much, he basically is one of the godfathers or podfather, if you will, uh, Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss is, is a, such a fascinating, fascinating person to be, but he would talk about sex. He would talk about how to have sex in one of his books. I think it's for our body, but, uh, 
he would talk about how to pleasure a woman, like scientifically with the, the, the subject matter experts that he had on. And, uh, but he, he, like of all the hours I've listened to him and stuff that I read about him, he just doesn't talk about his personal life. And he doesn't talk, let alone who he's dating or what she's like, like he doesn't talk about just anything in there. It's just a big black hole. Um, going back to Rogan, Rogan does talk about experiences he had and just like, oh, these crazy chicks that he's been with, but that's that's barely anything if at that. So I think there's some common theory here with a super successful, super visible out there public figures that it's probably on the safer bed that you don't talk about your your escapades and you know the the the, the whether it's there's just really nothing to glean from. It's just something that just happened and you just off the cuff you bring it up i think uh they are where they are because um at least on air with a microphone in front of their face they've had the discipline to keep that out from their mouths let alone not shitting where you eat not getting canceled not being you know you know promiscuous not being a douchebag so i think it's a it's a, a strong discipline exercise exercised by bs and and the rest of these guys uh all right i mean yeah it's a very boring non-bs explanation you're, prob about BS. you're probably right but still i'm, I'm annoyed by it okay um or, or he's more, or yeah. he's just the bottom and he just puts a big fat black dildo up his ass every night <laughs> it's i guess i guess anything's possible as as yeah. Kevin Garnett would say, anything's possible. <laughs> um, another another reason uh, why I, I wanted to – well, actually, no, not a reason I wanted to have you on because we already uh, talked about it. Um, another reason I think our humors mesh, you got my shallow how meme. Yes, I've been waiting for you to bring this up, Tribe. Dude, people didn't fucking get it. Are you kidding me? First of all, you have to be old enough when you when you saw that movie, or even like you saw it like way later, recently, whatever. But you just have to understand, get that movie and enjoy that movie for what it is. But that's so, like, all, people have seen that movie, right? They had to. Yeah. That that was on TBS and all that. That's like an original rewatchable. It's on all the time. But but uh, is is that Jack Jack Black Apex Mountain? <laughs> you know. But uh, very possible, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but that that uh, that look of just sheer lust in in shallow how Jack Black's eyes is Bill Simmons. You know, he that's he's just chomping at the bits at just whatever like Pats are gonna eat when the AFC is. Fuck it. You know, it's just like that's that's Bill Simmons is that one thousand percent. And anything that he deems you know, like just, you know, heavenly and divine, whether it is his team, whether it is Jason Tatum, who's forever going to be 22 years old, whatever it is, you know, like whether it is Sydney Sweeney, whether it is Matt Damon, like, yeah, <laughs> that is prime Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, like your, your meme was just completely on point. I thought this would be a total banger, and it, it didn't. It did not do numbers either on Twitter or the sub. Yeah, for so for people listening that haven't seen it, um, shallow how I took a screenshot of him at lunch when she. Then uh, the concept of the movie, if you haven't seen it, is that 
Tony Robbins tricks him into, or I guess trick maybe is the wrong word, but basically Tony Robbins makes shallow Hal prior to seeing Tony Robbins see see people for their personality as opposed to their their actual attractiveness level. So shallow Hal Jack Black is seeing this more like morbidly obese 400 pound woman with absurdly sized underwear um as one uh, as prime gwyneth paltrow i mean i th- she is so hot in this movie this i movie. have to see that again i just just in your like nothing against you in your low res meme i just completely forgot god how geez. fucking hot gwyneth paltrow is yeah how old like, was she she must have been young she looks young in this movie. early 20s like not, yeah. not a day over 24, I bet. Yeah, she was a uh, man. She was throwing fire. Yeah. Oh, 19, 1972 movie comes out. She was 26, maybe, when they filmed she it. But looks amazing. They were put in the Hollywood. Um, but yeah, she's she's young. So, um, well, some people would think that. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so, so it's so it's they're at lunch and she. In that lunch scene, she downs like a milkshake. She downs a milkshake in two seconds, and and again, Jack Black is seeing her as a skinny thing, which he's actually four hundred pounds. And during the lunch, she breaks a chair. So the picture <laughs> that I have is Jack Black, free like freaking out that she broke the chair, mm-hmm. and her, you know Gwyneth looking up at at a uh, at him hopelessly. Mm-hmm. And then you responded, totally getting it. You're like, who's Tony Robbins, BS Senior? <laughs> Meaning that, like, who's the guy that hypnotized Bill into thinking that the Pats would just always be the most attractive woman of the whole bunch, regardless of what they actually look like? And took, yeah, man, that was that did. was beautiful. I was so happy when you tweeted that. It was it was a picture perfect baton pass off. And oh, like I I saw it. And I'm just like God. This is such a perfect, perfect meme format for for this is just a perfect symbolism for for everything that Bill Simmons is loved and hated for. Whatever you want to like say about it, because he sees everything that is morbidly obese, fat bodysuit Gwyneth Paltrow as as just a hot Gwyneth Paltrow, like. Like he doesn't care that Jalen Brown has like eight turnovers in a very pivotal game. <laughs> He's like, okay, let's go, let's go. Like these these two are, you know, these two are gonna be well, whatever, however many years left, or whatever is the timetable to get us rings. You know, let's go. Like, <laughs> just it's just so perfect. And also, like, I find it so endearing actually, and I don't think it gets. Maybe, maybe people and the haters always talk about nepotism and whatever. But it's like I find it kind of endearing because I can't talk to my dad about anything really. It's very hard to talk to my dad, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. But Bill having his dad on and talking about sports—that's just classic Americana. How can you hate that? Yeah, no that that is that is so true. And I, I those are always joyous episodes. I always like those. I always like hearing. From Dr. Bill, that's probably some of his most popular ones. And, and yeah, and the key, the ultimate key to the meme that makes it so good, at least according to me and you, is that everybody else sees her 
as what she actually is. Yes, I completely whiffed on that. Yes. As what they are, except for Bill. And that's why I thought, I'm like, this, I'm like, I can't believe I thought of this. I don't know where it came from. I'm like, I haven't, I haven't seen Shallow How in years. I don't. When, when was the last time I saw Shallow How? Yeah, I, how I, did you come come to that? Like, how did that enter your like? What what, what muse? What drugs are you taking, Tribe? Dude, I know. Right? No, I really, I, 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 I there, Shallow How has not been in my consciousness for years. I have not thought about it. I have not dreamed about it. But for some reason, when it was said, when Bill Simmons got that crazy about the Pats, I'm like, the only thing comparable to Bill Simmons being this insane is when, in Shallow How, he saw the 400-pound woman as, as prime Gwyneth Paltrow. And, you know, when they're about to make love for the first time, and <laughs> she throws off her oversized panties, and it just lands on him, it's kind of like a sweater covering his whole upper body and he just kind of looks at it with the eyebrow raised and he just kind of like okay i guess that's just bill simmons like okay like whatever you know like afc east let's go you know yeah i'll i gotta try that meme again in a different i don't know it just didn't it didn't take off like i wanted to it's too much thinking tribe like it's we were the the, the the social media landscape at large it's really it's it's dismal like you gotta have That's very true. recent meme formats to to like yeah, but I'm trying to I'm trying to be an evolutionary memer you can't it's, you can't go against the wave like you gotta ride the wave there's I I, I want I am so appreciative of your artistic endeavors and challenges you risks you you take but just even the sub doesn't get what (laughs) you're doing and you know like don't 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 i mean do it for your own enjoyment but don't don't like uh don't don't take don't take it too hard when they don't see what you're saying it's too layered yeah so i no i i totally agree and I, I sent the meme around to some some other people because I wanted to get their feedback on it. So um, Pop, uh, as in Pop and Jay, the guy that mm-hmm. was on episode 34, he didn't get it. Now he, he <laughs> admittedly is like a boomer and doesn't get the meme, doesn't get a lot of memes. I sent it to another uh, friend of mine that listens to the podcast, uh, gets 99% of my memes, didn't, didn't get it. And I'm just like, how are people not like, are people just not seeing the movie or, you know, do they have to think too much? Like, I think you're right. I think it's people, it's people thinking too much or it's people not thinking enough. Uh, it's, it's gotta be way simpler than that. It's, it's gotta be not like not even thinking it has gotta be visually understandable. Like literally, you know, the, the two ladies yelling at the cat at the dining table put into a pixel art. That kind of like no thinking about, haha, that's funny, I get it. And just moving on and completely forgetting about it. Yeah, there, there was one other guy who said the, the, the Shallow Hal template could be golden and it's not my fault that uh, Norbies don't get it. So I think that was pretty pretty reasonable take. But 
I'm disappointed. I thought it would take off more, but yeah, I guess uh, not. Not everybody is on our level, as uh, as you said before. Yeah, not everyone can do a podcast for a couple hours, and and what do we end up talking about? We're just talking about the memes that we shared on Twitter <laughs> to each other. And well, I you know what's what's great too is you can get um, Spotify shows you who listens um throughout the course of the episode so it'll show you the completion rate average completion rate and then mm. a line chart so we can actually see when people i mean obviously hopefully 100 percent of all the listeners listen all the way but um if they didn't you yeah. can see where people drop off so you can see you can see how deep people want to go through this meme meme uh rabbit hole or not but speaking of speaking of podcasts, I think because we have to hit on this, and then um, it is getting close to to midnight East Coast time as we're recording. So we'll um, and for the listeners, right? I mean, for the listeners, we uh, we want to be respectful of your time as well. Um, I mean, we know you love the content, but um, at a certain point, well, well, I guess I did do that four hour pod, um, but actually, <laughs> the, the four hour pod that I did, we had. We have we I think the goop see and this is another thing that I love too. So you 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 know what I love about the Arbro Simmons podcast is people fucking prepare for this podcast. I do I do as well. I you know I have things that I'm thinking about and write down and whatnot, but the the preparation of people getting jacked to do this podcast and writing in the messages, putting up Google Docs, you put a Google Doc together yourself, that was fantastic. Like I just love that energy. So thank you to you for putting this stuff together. Thank you to everyone who's been in the podcast. Like this is people. I, I really appreciate the the love that people bring to this podcast that they, they, they want to talk Bill Simmons. They just love doing it. It's, it's not love. It's just torture that we enjoy. That's just, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a sick state of mind that we, on a, on a, once again, on a layered level, that there's pain and love, pain and love, just back and forth. It's a vicious cycle that we're. But in. we embrace but it. But we embrace, we embrace it. it but, with it. But kudos to you. You you figured this out. You you something the madness within you, uh, the the <laughs> hamster that keeps running in this exercise wheel in your brain tribe, just decided to do this and start this, and obviously it's a hit. Thanks, man. Um, but yeah, so I I wanna I wanna give you the floor on. Um, from your perspective, what makes a good podcast? I, I think there's, I think not so much what makes a good podcast, but I think almost it's like where, where podcast is going, I guess we're talking about two things at once. Uh, one is just, just the, not just the, it's, it's a conversation, but it's the enjoyability of the conversation, but also how, like, can I play a multi-hour podcast while I'm working and as I'm working it's not deep work it's just emails and pretty simple stuff maybe about 60 to maybe about 50 to 75 percent level of exertion mental exertion while you're listening to podcasts because you're tired of your stupid playlists on Spotify you just want someone talking in the background and your coworkers suck or you know, whatever it is. So, so it's like nothing acoustically jarring, nothing too cringy, nothing too chaotic, but also nothing too monotone and nothing too 
you know, sleep inducing, especially in the afternoon when food coma hits. So I think that's really the point of it. It really just comes down to people at their jobs or even people who study, people who stay at home. It's just like, what's going on in the background? And it's almost like you just want to hear, it doesn't even matter what they're talking about. You just want to hear, maybe maybe you even don't need to understand the language almost. It's almost like enjoying a song in a foreign language that you don't understand. If you enjoy uh, like positive chatter, giggles, and, uh, like people just like having a light bulb moment and just gasping out of like interest and fascination, and just very basic but fundamental human emotions, positive stuff. You know, you can hear, you can literally hear in a podcast when someone's learning something, you know, when someone's having a good time. You can literally hear and feel that when someone is talking, but also smiling as they're talking. I think that makes a good podcast. But I think also now that there's just so many goddamn podcasts out there, I think it's just going to, it's going to fork. It already is forking where, like, it's going to go back to TV. And we're already kind of seeing it. We mentioned Bobby Altoff where, it's going to be kind of like watching a, a, a fictional TV series where it's just kind of a performance. It's going to be a conversation still, but it's going to be more, perhaps even more theatrical. Um, it's going to really like stir the emotions of people, which is why, you know, real life crime podcast, you know, is doing really, really well. Um, so is like, you know, historical stuff like hardcore history, you know, that, that stuff is very riveting very hard to listen to you know genghis khan listen murdering millions and millions of people while you're at work you know so that's something like on the weekend stuff but it's, you know whatever but uh but yeah I, I feel like that's one and i feel like uh and also just kind of being a slight you know debbie downer or or, or bearish with the economy we could see a market correction with with podcast world at large because you know advertisers these you know zip recruiters and you know these underwear companies and you know they might their 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 bank accounts might dry up because people are not buying as much you know so we might see at least for people you know in the middle and definitely in the tail end you know you might not see too many uh podcasters doing their thing because they relied on them too much they didn't have a day job or you know they didn't have other sources of income but, uh, but I feel very positive about niche stuff like yours here and anyone else who was thinking about doing something very niche. Like if you enjoy it and you know, you know, whether it's actual friends or strangers on the internet are actually enjoying uh, what it is that you're enjoying, go for it. 1000% start a podcast. It's easy to start a podcast too. I mean, pe- people out there that that want to. I mean, man, like you can. This oh, I'm using Bill's. Uh, hey, head of podcast monetization, Bill's is helping us out here. I'm using Bill's Anchor, or it's not Anchor anymore. It's now Spotify for podcast. Yeah. But, it, but it is. Uh, it's a Spotify thing. Yeah, I I agree with with uh, pretty much all of that. Uh, and so what, what I would add, and I think it, it does fit into what you were saying, where um, it's like it's like nothing too jarring, right? You don't you don't want that. You want the conversation to be enjoyable, have people laughing. I, I really like strongly dislike 
when the host interrupts the guest. Like, like especially when they're cooking, but just in general, I just don't like that at all. And look, I get it sometimes. It actually, no, you know, I don't get it because most of the time when I'm seeing these things, the guests are actually on video. So they're seeing each other on Zoom. You can't read the facial reaction and see like that the person's still talking. You are so in love with your own voice as the host that a guest is telling an amazing story and you're just stopping them. This was a big reason I had to stop listening to Bill's celebrity interviews and <laughs> in general. And he doesn't do a lot of it now. But when he was doing it, it was just like, what do you like, bro? Like, this is not an enjoyable – like, this clearly cannot be enjoyable for the guest to constantly be interrupted. But it's also not aesthetically pleasing to the listener because, like, I don't want to hear that. And it's just – so, like, that's something – it's a pet peeve of mine. Um, if any podcaster is ever doing that, um, like, I'm never listening to that podcaster again. Like, I'm out. You got to let people talk. And that's why probably I prefer a more Rogan approach, which is – ask a question and let the guest cook because ultimately look the the guest is who you're bringing on the podcast to make the better podcast if you want to do a solo pod which i have been known to do but bill does his solo monologues do a solo monologue like bill you do two hours uh a pod now solo monologue for 20 minutes and then have the guest on but don't be interrupting the guest so like that's one of my biggest things, and it fit, it totally fits completely into what you were saying, but that's why I think somebody like like Lex Friedman constantly interrupting, interrogating people, I just don't find that that enjoyable. Um, and he's also weird, but even if he wasn't weird, I still wouldn't find that enjoyable. Yeah, can you imagine someone like Bobby Altov on Bill Simmons' pod, and she's just not even in character anymore. She's just pretty much saying like, can you stop interrupting me, please? You know, like in her, in her sweet, but still serious, you know, pretty cute, young white woman's voice, you know, like, but obviously seriously annoyed, you know, like she would probably say, I'm very annoyed right now, you know, and she'd be like giving him the cold treatment and he's just kind of going off. It's that once again, it circles back, Every, like everything, like, I guess in my ripe old age now, like every the universe is very simple. Like for me, it's like it, it's, it's the, the patterns are there. It's a nature. Like conversations, podcasting, talk shows, first dates, they all have a kind of a, a best practices, if you will, best principles. There, there's a there's a kind of a clear standard operating procedure, which Rogan obviously figured out for himself. You know, like, it's just like, okay, like, if you're going to have someone on, you know, just, just listen and enjoy the time. Or if you want to be like, uh, you know, like, what's that one crazy late night talk show host? Was it Eric Andre? Eric Andre, yeah. Which, that, I loved it. I, it was like, I couldn't get enough of his stuff. Like, he was doing the craziest things and, you know, it was just just the performance but still i loved it for what it is and like maybe we'll get that but we're just talking about how the talk show format is dead but you know podcasts will probably go back to some level of formulaic interviews and conversations because just because it's 
you know, it's hard to find a good host where they can shut their damn mouths and just let the guests listen. But talk shows were great because it was just guest comes on, promote a movie, you know, talk for five, 10 minutes. There's a conversation, there's a commercial break. Bill Simmons is great at taking breaks. And, uh, and yeah, it's just like, okay. So keep doing that on a regular basis. The host will figure it out and just, and just have little funny quips here and there, then you might have be onto something and make the podcast last no more than 30, 30 minutes, 40 minutes at most. And keep doing that pretty much like three days, three times a week, even. There you go. I mean, you might not be onto something, but that's kind of like the, the very businessy, non-organic, non-genuine approach to, to podcasts, which is not in vogue right now. No, it's not. I, ironically, that was what Bill used to do. He, when mm. he started, he only did 30, 40 minutes and he said, I don't think the listeners will want to listen to more than that. Now, obviously that's not the case <laughs> now, but we all know. Um, you know, that, that reminded me of, of a point that I like, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this in the pod before, but um, I'll, I'll spring the theory on you and for everybody that's still um, listening. Um, we appreciate we appreciate you guys out there. Um, um, so, what? Um, actually, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this because I I I, I, I listened to you. You watch Survivor at all? A little bit here and there, but I was not a I was right. not like a big fan. But you know, I would watch episodes here and there. All right. So there's a podcaster, Rob Cesarino, former player, that um I haven't listened to his pod in a while, but. What he used to do is at the end of episodes, they'd be like three or four hour marathons. He would have a hashtag and he would say, if you made it this far in the episode, let us know with uh, like tweeting something with the hashtag. Interesting. So, so we should think about um, actually, actually, we, maybe it should be like um, uh, RBS dating advice will be the hashtag. <laughs> RBS dating advice. There you go. If, yeah. So if you made it to um, this far in the pod, do a hashtag RBS dating advice in a tweet, and we'll we'll know that you uh, made it this far. But um, the point I wanted to bring up was that so Bill Simmons, one of the first podcasters that was that was big, and the what you were saying, the talk show format, that was how celebrities previously got the word out about their life was the talk show. It was the seven, 10 minute clips, you know, maybe two segments, whatnot, what have you. And that, that was how the American audience saw celebrities outside of movies. Mm. Maybe you would have like a Charlie Rose, maybe is the guy's name, like a sit down, mm -hmm. but not really, you know, and, and if you missed that in 60 minutes, you wouldn't be able to catch it again if, unless you taped it. So that was the extent of most people's uh, relationships with celebrities outside of their work was, oh, what's their actual personality? Oh, it's going to be in this in this talk show. Well, when Bill Simmons comes along, he, he's new. He's fresh um, in the podcast game. He has one of the most popular podcasts. So when he brought celebrities on, it, it was the first – often it was the first time in their career – where they had a long form interview to talk about anything they want to talk about. And that I think made for really fascinating podcasts because it it was the first time celebrities were breaking down their career 
so Bill, you know, plays the IMDb game now where he just goes through all these movies. But when he was doing that earlier in the late 2000s, it was really interesting to hear from these celebrities because they were telling us information we have never heard before. You know, some obscure mu- movie when they did, when they were like a, a third guest star on some TV show and got their big break, like that kind of stuff was really interesting. And a problem that I have with Simmons is that he didn't change his approach as the podcast game changed. Mm. So going through IMDb with someone in 2008, great avenue to do a podcast because, you know, I haven't, I have never heard from this person and this person has never talked about their career like this to anybody. The first actual sit down they have done is with Bill Simmons. But if you fast forward to 2023, they've been on Marin, they've been on Conan, they've been on Rogan. Like they've done, they've talked about nearly everything about their career they could have ever wanted to talk about. But yet Bill Simmons, it's the same exact approach to interviewing celebrities as he has 15 years ago. And frankly, I don't I think that's why he doesn't have celebs on because he knows they're bad interviews. Now, he could change he could prepare for the podcast. He could do what you did and I did and the guests on this show do is do a little research beforehand and say, hmm, there's an interesting, you know, I you don't have to listen to everything they've done previously, but you can say, oh, like there's an interesting tidbit about this movie that they've talked about in a previous podcast. I want to expand on that in mind. So I'll talk to him about that. But Bill will not do that. He will not prepare for it. He won't get an assistant to do it. And instead, he either refuses to have celebs on, he only has on Matt Damon and Ben Affleck to talk Boston, Boston, or he ends up in tears when Charlize Theron, one of the infamous Bill moments, was when she begged him to, like, take control of this interview and (laughs) ask me actual questions, not just point to movie and say, can you comment on it? So. I know that was a bit of a, a rant there, but I, I had to say that because I just can't believe Bill Simmons has one of the most popular podcasts in all of human history, cannot interview celebrities anymore now that podcasts have changed in 2023. Listen, Tribe, you picked the perfect uh, guest for, for, for this segment because being a, an alum of one summer beginner adult acting course over over eight weeks i know i know everything about hollywood of course right absolutely um, i know i know how you, you know these storytellers i love it when actors have in their bio bio they're just a storyteller it's just false so so false modesty i love it so much uh but yeah these actors they they don't enjoy talking straight they the consummate actors they they just love being in character. They can't help themselves. They are like you. You kind of go through, go down a rabbit hole. Go through watching Will Ferrell in interviews. He is so uncomfortable, but he he enjoys it when like he's he's on Jerry Seinfeld's you know talk show comedians and cars. Like then he gets to because Seinfeld gets it of course. So Will Ferrell is always in character. You know like like in but in group table talks, you know, like with other actors and performers, like he's very quiet. He's very mousy because he can't do what he loves, which is being a goofy, silly character. 
you know? So put that together, like, like you get these auteurs of performance, drama, character, you know, in front of such a straight-laced guy, everything's straight. There's no theatricalness to Bill Simmons. He just is what he is. And it's just a recipe for disaster, you know? Like, Charlize is in her right to say, take control of this, because she needs a director. And she saw Bill Simmons as a director, but he's not a director. I don't know even what he is within the Hollywood world, you know? He's... He's just some quirky assistant producer who just is head of research or whatever. Like you can't rely on that guy to to like play along with with actors, you know. So you have to let actors be actors, you know. Let them be silly. Let give them challenges. Like it's almost like doing mini sketches within 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 an interview or be like that guy who does the, the hot wings uh, i forget the name of that but uh but he asks talk about being prepared that guy is the most prepared interviewer talk show host there ever is there and every there's just like edited videos of his guests complimenting and showering him with compliments of like wow how did you know that wow that's so amazing wow that's such a great question so so yeah, uh, <laughs> but but yeah, kudos to our our boy BS that he figured it out. He he has to play his strengths now that you know he's cashing his checks, and uh, you know it's like and also you can't teach and hold dog new tricks. He's just that formula worked for him. He still probably still thinks he's you know still two thousand eight and nothing has changed. So he's just continuing his formula. Yeah, and to be fair to him, he hasn't had the change to be successful. And, and yeah. this was discussed deeply in, in the four-hour retrospective we did, which is, look, I mean, the guy, except for any given Wednesday, this guy has crushed his entire career. He's worth hundreds of millions, most likely. He's got several Malibu beach houses. Like, this guy has, you know, to use, to use the Bill Simmons phrasing – if if you if you played Bill Simmons' life a hundred out of a hundred times, like this is the top life, I think. I mean, may, I guess maybe the one other one would be GM of the Celtics, but beyond that, like what a tip a, a writer in Boston is not typically going to the heights that Bill Simmons is. So I you, you have to 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 give that you have to have that perspective, knowing that um, Bill is not likely to change. But you would think that a guy at his level could kind of understand, yeah, maybe I could, maybe I would be better prepped, but he does like to, um, he does like to, he almost, he almost kind of, I, I feel like he celebrates sometimes the fact that he doesn't prep for stuff. It's almost like, like he's, he's bragging that he can do it without the prep. He, Bill Simmons is Shaq shooting 50% on the line, even though everyone's, like trying to like they're they're basically their defensive plan is Shaq attack you know like just 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 hammering him with their the biggest guy off the bench you know that's that's Bill Simmons that's that's how he prepares for the game and Shaq just don't give a flying fuck that he can't shoot a three there yeah no that's such a good point um all right here i i want to give you uh 
some time to talk about your podcasting career and if the listeners should be uh, looking out for more content from you if they enjoyed this pod. But before that, um, anything that we need to cover that we did not hit on yet? Uh, I think I could mesh these two questions together. I okay, think it would nice. be a good, good challenge. I think um, maybe like life lessons from BS and how I can apply it in my own life. Um, as you were just saying, like, and you were getting to like, um, ironically or unironically, let's just put those aside. Uh, Bill Simmons is, if anything, he is just a consistent motherfucker. He he is prolific, he is hardworking, and he doesn't, you know, allow himself to get distracted. You know, he is, you know, of course, my favorite player. He he has that Mamba mentality. Ironically, he's a Boston Celtics fan. But no, he is super focused for for pretty much all of his working life. And like he he is a, a he is inevitable. He's Thanos. He's just meant to be who he is. And like we can all take a page from his uh, his positivity and his work ethic. Uh, going to that, which kind of is my own uh, weakness, is 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 discipline. You know, and and, and kind of like you know, I try to be. I'm, I'm like a very nicely, very adorably failed comedy open micro slash comedy podcaster. I have a few episodes under my belt. You know, I, I, I know I have all this podcast gear in my little apartment here, but like, it's like, I'm, I'm taking a break because one reason or another, I got a lot of things going on in my day job and, or I'm just lazy. I, it's just a lot of work. It's just a lot of effort. And yet it, it isn't. It's just like asking people just as you asked me and I hopped on board because I love what you're doing. And like, sure enough, I've had, comedians i've had uh i don't know if you're aware of this one fellow korean my fellow korean uh guy his name is hans kim i've had him on, on my podcast on my short-lived podcast now he's opening for rogan he's opening for rogan on tour in in huge stadiums he's living the life and that's you know that's that's kind of like the craziness of podcasting and yeah bobby altoff yeah sure you anyone listening right now can be Bobby Altoff. If you're, if you're if you're a good person, if you listen, if you uh, if you just enjoy being with new people and getting to know them, and you just stay consistent and just have a have a some kind of understanding of where you want to take this, because it's it's a uh, it still is an art form. It still is a is a business. Um, you, you can't be too over the top. You can't be too dry. Um, but also be who you are and keep producing because I, I, I shit you not, even as much like as many podcasts and content creation and influencers are out there, like, like, and I say this to on my own pod when I record, I say this to my friends if they ever want to start something, a YouTube channel, a podcast, whatever. I, willingly give them all my advice and maybe even lend them my equipment like your voice if you have something if you feel like you have something really important to say you you as silly as just being satirical about bill simmons 
1000%, go ahead, do it. See what happens, you know? Like, I love to, uh, I'm not an Apple guy, I'm an Android guy, but I love, uh, and I'm not like a, a, a Steve Jobs head, but I do like really appreciate what he said about all the critics, all the, about the tech journalists when, when they were just criticizing what he was doing as he was getting towards to, you know, what Apple is today. And he just shut them all down singularly by saying like, none of you have created anything. None of you have created anything. So what do you have to say? You don't know what it's like on this side. So he's basically like what he, he didn't say it, but he basically said, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, so which, which I love and don't get me wrong. I love, I love to, uh, you know, jab at, at Bill Simmons and jab at anyone who's doing who's a little too too silly, too a little too inane. But uh, but if you're out there, you're creating something. It doesn't have to be a podcast. It doesn't have to be a YouTube channel. But if you're doing something to express yourself that you see as truth, you see as important, go ahead, do it, and and see what happens. Because you know the 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 fortune favors are brave, really. I love it. We're, we're getting inspirational on this podcast. We're giving dating advice. We're giving out the best podcast to listen to. We're, we're dropping uh, comedy bits. I mean, this is just this – is, this is the full picture of the R. Bill Simmons podcast and what it can bring. But appreciate the, the kind words for sure, um, and I am uh, appreciating what you're doing. But, yeah, so what um, – it, yeah, what's what's the latest uh, the podcast app? What's the what's the next one on the horizon as well? Uh, I don't know. I think it just just as uh, you know, if I if I can wax about you know about my own chaotic life, I I'm not really trying. I mean, I did have, and I that that's kind of the most like low hanging fruit to get back to is my. Uh, solo uh, reflection pod. Yep. Um, so, uh, so I might do that, which is just basically, it's a very funny, strange thing, even though you may have uh, four and a half listeners and a half listener is my mom who doesn't understand <laughs> English, but, but, uh, but yeah, it's um, something about pressing record and knowing that's on the other side of the microphone like they're they'll be listening, so it's it's different from just talking to yourself. It's different from journaling. It's different from even blogging. Um, so, and it's also that you know you kind of want to have some level. And for me, especially, I'm just sometimes like, and I, I actually challenge myself on a improvisational comedic level, on just even a writing level and create creative level. I guess just let's just go in blank as have out like. The, the the more if I could be negatively prepared I would you know like have mm. zero preparation whatsoever and just hit record put the mic in front of your fat face and just start talking try not to have awkward pauses just keep on going make fun of yourself make fun of everyone else make fun of the listener and just keep going and try to get past the 20 minute mark and come to a stop and then hit hit upload so that in itself is just, I haven't done jujitsu, but it feels like mental jujitsu. Um, it's, it's, it only takes all in all like 30 minutes, but it's just so like, uh, it's relieving, but it's also like, 
it's like it's heavy work on the brain on the soul and and it's like oh yeah and then just keep doing that on a weekly basis uh it i i probably will go back to that but it's also what's on my radar personally is um in terms of creativity is is getting hitting hitting the open mics again trying to figure out the mentality and the timetable to just to go to these dumb mics here in new york you know and these basements of these semi-failing comedy clubs or whatnot and just like oh you can you think bill simmons is crazy go to an open mic you know <laughs> you think i i was joking about bill simmons having serial killer eyes like no there's actually people who may or may not commit some kind of felony right then and there or right after it or right before the open mic because there are some very interesting characters and there also there are some you know, actual professional comedians who every now and then show up at a random mic just because they want a new, uh, new background, just a new uncomfortableness, new novelty in front of strangers that people they don't usually know. So, and some of them I see them, and then, you know, literally the next day I see them on my, on my phone. It turns out they have you know a hundred thousand Instagram followers. So, uh-huh. in any decent sized city in North America, there's got to be you know, a dozen open mics going on every week. And uh, uh, if that's your shtick, if that's your curiosity, even just go and just see what's going on. If that's kind of the sick type of humor you have to go through a, an hour or two hour long open mic sesh. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's in it for me. Just, just to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm single. I'm not look, really looking to date. I'm doing okay-ish in my career and you know i have a lot of professional goals but you can obviously tell i obviously tell them like, I, I love i love being funny i love writing funny things i love having funny conversations so i should i should keep pursuing that but we'll see if i actually do can, can you give us a uh a, a preview of uh if people want to check out your pod i, I was listening to you were talking about rainbow month in your neighborhood <laughs> Well, I, I, this is the kind of the goldfish mentality I keep. What did I say after that? I think you, I, I think you were saying that people, I, I think that you were saying you maybe use too much of a celebration and that it, it, to be fair, it's the same thing for holidays that it's instead of the, the city being more even keel, it's, um, it kind of like gets, it get maybe gets too intense for certain celebrations. And that there were also there were tourists coming. I think I think was the idea too. Yeah, so I live in Hell's Kitchen, Manhattan, and this is this is Ground Zero for for Pride Month, and uh, that's actually when I moved into this little apartment I'm in right now. Is uh, was like Pride Month, and uh, that's at the tail end of it, and that's when the parade was happening. You know, and. I'm straight. I don't even consider myself an ally. I just really don't care about it. Just happen to live in the neighborhood that is known for that. And just found a cheap, nice apartment that I like. And, uh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, like, I, <laughs> it is it, like, like, for me, is it bad to say like, oh, be, be nice and friendly and neighborly to the to the natives you know like don't be a dickhead you know like <laughs> like i was at 
corner deli to get a late night food and late night burrito whatever because i was drunk once again and this gay dude was totally hitting on me and i was just like so so just like if if in my straight heart you know i was just so like i in the most straight way possible i wanted to suck his dick like it's just so like ah a native here in the neighborhood is welcoming me by hitting on me you know I, I I just assumed that I look painfully straight to everyone, you know, that I act and talk painfully straight, but I don't know. Alcohol can do funny things, I guess. Yeah, it's a good, that's a, that's an interesting question. Yeah, I, I am straight as well, so I don't have the, the gaydar, I guess, as, uh, as they would call it, um, to know. Yeah, I mean, that is a different... Uh, that's not something we have to deal with, right? When we're approaching women, we just assume that they're also interested in the this, the uh, the sex that we are. But you can't always uh, assume that if you're if you're um, gay. Yeah, interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think that's I, I wanted to hit on that because that's an example of um, you're you're just kind of observing life, right? That's kind of like it's you just kind of sit down and talk whatever whatever kind of comes to mind and then uh you know on to the next pod that's that's kind of like the one of the it's not even a joke it's not even a bit or a premise but once i kind of got the uh the open mic comedy open mic stand-up book it's it's really like the uh the distant cousin who became a crackhead like you can't trust him. You can't even let him into your house. Like he's gonna sell everything you have and to to you know because he's a fiend. And so as a, as a comic like or someone who's tr- remotely lazily trying to be a comic, like everything is a joke. Like everything, like just you just can't let it go. Like you have to sell everything that happens in life. If there's even a modicum of a pattern, like that's that's there's a joke somewhere in there, you know, like it's just you just can't let it go. I mean, that's kind of like the the attitude and the angle that we're coming here because we just can't let Bill Simmons go. Bill Simmons can't let himself go. He can't let his ideas go. So it's this like just insatiable appetite for scrutiny and for not just analyzing things for what they are, but maybe for what they aren't what they could be you know so putting let's just throw a lot of things into pot and see what happens and also okay next time maybe not but you know just keep rolling with it like i got these uh right now i'm i'm doing a recording this podcast with you tribe with these uh cheap knockoff airpods i don't I'm, I'm i'm an android guy but I swear to God, I did not do this on purpose. Like, I'm trying to look like I have AirPods on, but I just like this brand off of Amazon. It's $70, and it, I just like the color. And then I realized, oh, these shit, these look like AirPods. These look like cheap Chinese knockoff AirPods. Well, I swear I didn't. But then I'm just like, okay, there's a joke in there somewhere. I'm not going to let myself go on this. Am I going to be walking into a bar on a first date? with these things on and then it's like lazily realizing like, oh, the dates here is like taking these off and putting them on a little case, but trying to hide the little brand logo because it's not, it's not Apple. So something like that. I just thought of that right now. Nice. Well, yeah, I'm, um, 
I'm pumped. I, yeah, I want I I want you to get back in the in the stand up game. What what's funny about that is I I was just having this conversation with a friend a couple of weeks ago, who I I didn't know that he was interested in this because he had I had talked to him about like maybe six months ago. He do, he's not aware I'm doing a podcast, but he had brought up the idea. He's not a Bill Simmons guy, but um, he had brought up the idea to me about potentially doing a podcast and this is when i was doing the the simmons one so i was kind of already kind of on that on that lens of, of of on that train of doing it and then and he was he was also thinking that you know maybe i could kind of do some media um he's religious so he was kind of looking at it from that angle so then i talked to him a couple weeks ago and i said Oh, like what? Are, like what are you thinking about the the podcast thing? Like, are you still thinking about that? Are you still thinking about doing media? And then we got into talking, and like I would have never never pegged this guy for this, but he was like, I've I never have done it, but I I used to write jokes to potentially do an open mic night, and I'm like, dude, I literally did the exact same thing. I've I, I I haven't thought about it in a while, but talking to you about it and talking to my friend about it a couple weeks ago, like I'm I'm starting to think I I should start I should start thinking about writing some jokes down and maybe doing it myself. I'm gonna kind of get inspired here. Uh, it's I I I had the pleasure of taking one of my close friends to his first open mic, so I I I was there to pop his cherry, and. Uh, and uh, you know we both went on, and it was great. And and I asked him if we wanted to do it again. He's like, probably not, but still, for just doing it once, it was it was a completely once in a lifetime experience to do that. You know, and it was was a this is New York City. You know, there's levels to this pod, uh, open mic game here, and uh, and so it was kind of actually a nice venue too. So I I was so happy to see him do that and. You know, on one side, the, the of course, the positive side of me is telling you, yeah, go ahead, do it, see what it's like, do it, and you know, have a blast. Don't don't linger too long because I'm kind of like on the flip side of it where I did a few, had a taste, now I'm just lingering. I'm just like in, you know, holding pattern for however long. But uh, but also, like, yeah, see how miserable it is. <laughs> it is a sheer shit show, especially <laughs> just like. Now it's just like, I just want to see how bad it gets because I've seen some bad ones. And I just want to see how even more miserable, how even like, because talk about preparing or not preparing. Um, like some of these people are just going up and they've done, it seems like they've come, they're comfortable in front of people, but they have literally absolutely nothing prepared. And there's just a lot of, a lot of ums and a lot of just... And then, you know, they're, they're, they're given like three, four or five minutes, but it's like after two minutes, it's like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> they just walk off defeatedly. <laughs> so it's just like, that's it, like one, one open mic sesh with like 20, if you see, I mean, of course the sample size, the bigger it gets, the better it is. But of course it gets too much to handle in one sitting in one night, but a 20 ish uh, open mic night with in a sizable North American city, is just a great uh, test tube full of little organisms. That's just life. Like it's just a perfect analogy for life. You know, you got the you got the positive people. You got the the monotone people. You got the 
very like maybe you get one or two actually talented professional or on the way up people and then you got a lot, just a lot of mediocre people <laughs> you know just you got some npcs who think that they're they're just like alert to what's going on in the real world and then just it's just like you know maybe you have the model minority but you have a hot girl who's trying to be funny and she is funny it's completely unfair so <laughs> it's just a lot of craziness that i i find it you know it, just endlessly enjoyable and so so in that double-sided way if you're going to do it do it but don't linger don't have it in the back of your head and also you know even the so-called good comics they are all testing material so it's all bad so don't don't worry don't sweat it out and, and the uh the the post open like you know greetings kind of like i used to be a runner i used to run races you know 10ks and half marathons but you know, it's like it's it's nice. It's a nice thing after a race, after an open mic, to to say hi to people and say, "Hey, you're good. Hey, you're funny." And just even though they're not, it's just got to say hi. That's the that's the that's always a nice thing. I I feel that. All right, man. That's um yeah. That's that's good stuff. And for anybody out there listening, we we do get uh we're getting a decent amount of listeners on this uh this podcast. Go for it. Go, go for your dreams. This is an ins inspiring podcast. All right. We're, you know, my, my partial, my dream is to do a podcast about Simmons. I'm doing it right now. All right. So yeah. dream go, go. it, dream it and you can do it. It's the, uh, it's, <laughs> this is a bad joke, but it's, it's the, it's the straight man's coming out. It's to do a podcast or to an open mic. It's, that's how straight man these days come out. <laughs> yeah. no, that was fun. That was fun. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad it ended. Um, all right. Did we? Uh, anything else we we got to cover? I think we've. Um, what are what are we rocking right now? We did a. Uh... Oh, nice. We're over three. Nice. We're yeah. three. So this will this should be. I'm mean, actually this will be this won't be the epic four hour one. This this could be number two. This could be number two. I think I think Bill I think Bill Simmons would be proud of us. Oh, big time. Although it it is it is very funny how he listening to the old right? ones. He he stops Corolla. Corolla's fucking cooking on Pettif Isle, the fake movie pitch. <laughs> and Bill stops him like halfway through the pitch and is like, hurry up, we gotta go soon. Unbelievable, because he cause he couldn't uh have it. Like I think he even said over half an hour at that point. But yeah, no, Simmons would be proud. He still has me blocked though, so I got to take care of that at some point. You know, maybe that, that is just a stamp of approval for me. That's just that's marvelous. That's that's great. that's true. I I, I made in fun of him. Uh, well, no, I just said he was. I said he was bad on TV, and that did it. So doesn't that mean that he he still, if if an if an anonymous account says, yeah, he wasn't that good on TV. And I'm blocked for that reason? Like, clearly, clearly this guy still is disappointed the show didn't work out. No, I, I take that with a badge of honor. And I love it that you keep, uh, you, know, you know, tweeting at him <laughs> for these days for asking for a response. <laughs> asking, it's just, oh, man, that's so good. I, I say keep keep at it. Like, and, like it's a duality. It's a duality of man. It's a duality of, of work. It's a duality of art. Like, Enjoy the fact that you're blocked by him, but also keep harping at him <laughs> into the void that he's blocked you and he can't really respond. But also keep keep nigging on him that he, he should respond to you. 
Oh, I'm I'm gonna be barking at him for for uh, decades to come. He's Bill Simmons is not escaping the R. Bill Simmons podcast and tribe spoke. That's, that's for sure. Hell yeah, let's fucking go. All right, so um, yeah, uh, uh, any uh, any final words? Then we'll wrap it up. I'll end with this: uh, BS is an artist, and his art is BS. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, should that be the hashtag then? Maybe we'll do. We could do couple what was it it was hashtag rbs dating rbs advice? dating advice yeah all right yeah do yeah we'll, we'll do that we'll do our hashtag rbs dating advice if you've made it, it all the way through that's fun and then um yeah man i'll keep uh i'll keep retweeting your your stuff it's great um i you're yeah dude, you're, you're criminally underfollowed i don't know what the hell is going on here the twitter algo has not been your friend i guess and not from one of your tweets it doesn't matter. I'll, like once I, because I, I, I started tweeting like pretty much around the time when you know everything was uh, you know was, was a worldwide event that happened. But uh, but still, like I quick, I, I pretty somewhat quickly realized that I'm not going to be a viral hit success anytime soon. So, but I just kept enjoying the format and the medium because I really never used Twitter until then. So so I'll keep doing what I'm doing. There are people, good people out there like you, like who enjoy what I'm doing. So. And to me, I giggle I, I at my own, at my own. I, 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 I like what I'm doing, just like Bill Simmons likes his own stuff. Yeah, your, your, your pinned tweet, just got, I've seen it before, but I, I was looking at it now and just got another laugh out of me here. <laughs> Mission Impossible. <laughs> That's pretty good. The Mission Impossible tweet. Go ahead, read it for us. <laughs> I don't even know if I can. Um, or do you want to read it? Because you, you can here, you can, you can. Let me let you pull it up. Like, give me, give me <laughs> one second. So, so <laughs> I, I, oh, I, I want to see. I mean, talk about Bill Simmons here. I mean, we, like Tom Cruise is just the entity that is known as Tom Cruise. Like, like I love this guy so much. So my pin tweet that Tribe is laughing at is. My infallible Mission Impossible rankings. Hey, it's a rankings, just like Bill Simmons does. Number one, the one where he's holding on to the tall building. <laughs> Number two, the one where he's holding on to the train inside the tunnel. Number three, the one where he's holding holding on to the plane. You see a pattern here? Number four, the one where he's holding on to the thing tied to the helicopter. <laughs> Number five, the one where he's also holding on to the chain again, but outdoors this time. Number six, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Classic, yeah, because that's me. number number seven. The one where he hugs the bad guy midair because they both jump off their motos <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> that's great. I mean that that could that could literally be that could have literally been a Grantland article that they would put up like after after the um you know the next the the find next mission impossible came up like that would that would be an article on the website easily that tweet right there thank you that to, to me that's that's all that, that matters i i'd rather get a, a genuine like like appreciation from you than, than just a casual like from millions that that warms my heart yeah, this this was funny. White women today are so angry because they keep ending email with exclamation marks. <laughs> that, that, today, I tweeted that today because I was like doing that. I was doing that, and of course, the the antagonist in most jokes today is the white woman. You know, poor white woman. But you, you guys kind of brought it onto yourselves, and 
I was just like, why am I ending every email in the exclamation? Like, I don't need to be <laughs> joyous at work. I could just say things with a period. No, but see, okay, no, I, I disagree with that because oh. the pi- the pyramid is viewed, at least by the younger generation, as very stern. So if you end something with the pyramid, it's like you did something bad, like I'm angry ah. at you. At least that's how some people interpret it. I, I, I'll be honest, I kind of interpret stuff like that a little bit sometimes. I, I guess I'm just working with a lot of older people, so and I'm like one of the youngest out of the older people that I work with. So it's and like, and no, the older people think. are the older people are going exclamation point. No, 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 they don't even have any punctuation in their emails. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm actually I'm I'm looking at no, I I use I use exclamation points to be like, okay, great, thanks. And I'll throw the exclamation point. See, that's that's classic move. That that's that's absolutely like great things. Period. What kind of psychopath are you? You know, great things. Exclamation mark. Okay, that's 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 you're a chill guy. You're great. Yeah, yeah, exa- exactly. But then, but then, no, I. But I do think sometimes you don't want to be too friendly because see, then that's that's another disconnect because if you're working with boomers and you use exclamation points and emojis they might be like who the fuck is this kid this kid yeah. Is, yeah. is not uh you know taking this job seriously he's way too friendly this is not office environment yeah. discussion it's not appropriate but then i then you see that's where you need to bridge the gap because then if i get a boomer email and it's only pyramids and it pyramids it's only periods and it's no exclamation points then I'm like, is this dude fucking pissed at me? Like, what did I do? Yeah. I don't think I did anything. Yeah. It's like uh, 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 the, you know, ending ending set, set statements in the question mark. You know, that's it's that it's it's the email version of that. You know, like just trying to be likable in your communicate. You know, you don't, you don't have to try too hard to be likable. You know, it's just like, you know, just just make your statement statements. And of course, great things, simple things like that, sign-offs like that, quick responses like that. Okay, that's very cool. You know, you get you get an A minus for that. But for like, <laughs> I just caught myself today. I'm writing a whole sentence. I don't need to end this sentence with the exclamation mark, as if like I don't need to like. You know, I kind of caught myself. It's like, why am I just trying to end every sentence with the, with this kind of punctuation? It's not really necessary. <laughs> And I'm overthinking it. <laughs> um, taking Elliot Page to the strip club tomorrow to cheer him up. Who's joining? <laughs> that was when Elliot Page. Elliot Page realized uh, he's not good with the ladies. Or he, he, some, he expressed something about that he wasn't good with the ladies or something like that, or he, he had a breakup or something like that. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't see that. Yeah, now now I'm now that makes interesting. So he's so, or that person, I guess, is coming out and saying they're not doing well attracting women. Yeah. Yeah. And for for the people, sorry, I'm definitely this person, but, you know, it's, it's the person formerly known as Ellen Page. Interesting. I didn't see that article. Yeah, that's I I think that would be I feel I feel like the, these these jokes should be landing at open mic nights. 
you know what they say sometimes you know there's a there's a comics who are or a comics comic which is kind of a backhanded compliment or a slap or insult however you see it that's, that's kind of what it is like you know people say like oh your your jokes are good you should be a writer you know <laughs> it's like what's well, so all not good enough at performing live stand-up comedy <laughs> so that's that's kind of like what but for me it's like either way i'm just enjoying what i'm doing and I've, I've had other people i've had uh someone purely by coincidence we live 10 blocks from each other but we were a couple of strangers who met on twitter and became became friends with real in real life friends and he would always say you should just go to open mic and read, read your tweets you know, you know what I think you you need is I if if you do an open mic night, I, I need to be in the audience for it because. <laughs> oh, that's the that, that's the worst. Oh, I, I I that's that's not that's that's uh how, how would I make it a relevant analogy? That's just uh you know getting 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 a, a, a leg extension surgery to look taller that's that's not oh interesting so you think so well no but see so the the, the difference would be so you, you're like it you're you're saying if people are ringers and they're laughing yeah the ringers yeah yeah no so the ring the ringers i totally <laughs> but like no so yeah what would have to happen no okay so then this is the, this is the better situation then it, it would be if it would be if i didn't know you and I went to an open mic night and I and I just happened to come across your brand of humor. And like so like that. So you need someone you need someone the equivalent of me at one of your shows, basically. You know I, I I would love that, but it's also like uh that's the that's kind of the mystery of any performance art, comedy, acting, singing, where you get to see the person's face. And it's something this this like there, maybe there's a science to it. Maybe it's the symmetry of your face or whatnot, yada yada yada. But it's like it's you can't just be funny. You have to be likable, you know. So it's like within a five minute comedy stand up comedy set, like you know, like how can like within that first joke you gotta make them like you, you know? Within like the first when literally and this is a whole science to it, which. Once again, it defeats a purpose, but inane autistic people like us love this kind of shit. When you see comedy reels on, on social media, look at what the guys, especially if they're coming up to the stage, look at what they're doing. That's all planned. That's all practice. Okay. Like the, the, how they, how they get up to the stage is rehearsed, how they grab the mic, how, and there's, uh, this is a uh, standard comedy, uh, um, custom just politeness you always have to fist bump shake hands with a host who's brought you up called your name introduce you to the crowd you can never not make physical contact with the person who introduced you i made that mistake once at, at a goddamn open mic in a in a basement with 20 sweaty guys and they all call me out on that it's like yo wow. you gotta you gotta shake the hand you gotta fist bump the host he called your name you cannot just walk by him you know, you gotta walk. So, some that's the greatness of just such a simple offering as as standard comedy. There's just so much. My favorite word, our favorite word, nuance to it. Interesting. Okay, so you're so you're saying that you 
you might you might have the jokes, but you might need to improve upon the likability factor on stage. Yeah, that's that's likability, uh, stage presence, timing, things that people talk about, which is why, you know, time and time again, TikTokers, YouTubers, even podcasts, these people who think they're funny, they try to take a stab at stand-up comedy. It's brutal. It is. It is just another beast. It's, I mean, going back to like, you know, mixed martial arts analogy, it's just like someone who's good at one, um, you know, fighting form, Wu Tai, gets in the ring, who's really good at being on the ground and grappling and rolling. It's, it's just a completely different animal. All right. Well, you will have to uh, update the pod on your, your progress if, uh, if you end up going back in the scene. Um, I'll, I'll be linking to your Twitter. Um, everybody check Tommy out. Um, yeah, man, I mean, this, this was great. I think this will be fun. I think we'll got, uh, we'll see, we'll see the listeners. We'll see the feedback. And, uh, if you got, if you, uh, have, have, have had the final words, I think, you know, we'll, we'll see the listeners out there on the sub on Twitter, uh, maybe maybe we'll see you in this sub i don't know um if not i'll be taking the screenshots and uh i'll be i'll be seeing you around twitter with uh with more uh more takes more jokes and more uh more more tweets in general so thanks for uh coming on man really appreciated it good job by you (laughs) cheers man yeah